Hello, everyone, and welcome to Weekly Manga Recap here on the 2nd of August of 2013. I am Nick, joined once more by Quinn. Hurrah! Huzzah! Hurrah! Uh, I don't know what's going on with my cheer. It's, it's, it's just kind of like, you know, either like I've got something stuck in my throat while I'm trying to cheer. I'm just like, I, was like I, I, no, no, I can't be ass enough to actually open my vocal cords all the way up in order to say, yeah. Going by Super Smash character losing screens. What's your level of enthusiasm for my return? Like, I'm assuming this isn't Kirby over the head. Clap, 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 clap. But is this like Captain Falcon? I couldn't give a shit sideways clap. Or is this at least like Link's like, I'm trying. I'm not really, right, it, right, but right. I'm I'm there. Uh, uh, it's got to be like one of the villain claps, you know, you know, where they where they like put a, a little bit of smarm on it, you know, like, yeah, you know. Because, like, whenever Gandorf claps, it's always like... Yeah. Oh, good for you when you're like, I beat you six stocks to one. What do you mean? I will conquer this world. (laughs) (laughs) Not if you keep on trying to do that fucking dragon dash. (laughs) (laughs) That big, long kick doesn't really work, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. Nick, I should uh, intro a couple things. I should tell you about how my week's been. Uh, so start off. My dog died. Great time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, unfortunately, Scotia passed. Those of you who are in the Discord know that this was kind of happening. And that's why I wasn't able to make it last week, and then we put it down the next day. Not fun, you know. Anyone who's mm. ever had to put a dog down knows it sucks. Uh, but the next like three days, like it happened on like Thursday. Next like three days, I was just in like a vicious depression, like nonstop, like three days straight. Uh. Mm. And then Monday, I was feeling okay. And Tuesday, I was feeling all right. So I decided at the end of the night, I was going to take an edible. I don't take edibles. And to be very clear, ever since my stroke and since I started doing hormones, uh, I get affected by things more easily. So like, it sure. only takes like one or two drinks to kind of get me buzzing. Um, and I was like, I don't want to take an edible. I don't really take them. But I, I know people feel really good. So uh, I asked somebody who I'm not going to name. I'm just going to say I asked somebody how Druggy much McDealer. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, how much do you think would be a good thing for me to take for my first time? And uh, these are 10 milligram uh, edibles. They're like, I eh, just take one. And I need to cl- be clear. 10, 10 is not high. 10 is not high. Um, mm-hmm. But 10 fucked my ass up seven ways from Sunday. I was fucking flying. I was, I, I can't even begin to tell you it was uh, uh, an experience. Everyone else left the house, so it was just me the entire night. And uh, I panic called like four different people. And eventually I settled down and ordered a lot of GoPuff, just a lot of it. And I just watched like two hours straight of Simpsons while eating Gushers nonstop. So every part of my body is in punishment today. <laughs> like every part of me is uh, in an absolute fury. So if I spontaneously vomit like neon <laughs> colors during this episode, I need people to know why. It's because uh, I do not have a tolerance <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and uh, bad things uh, happened, but it was good eventually. How do I relate to any part of that? Um, <laughs> as the, I don't, I'm not going to you like some people would describe the, the lifestyle that I lead uh, in terms of uh, what I do and do not partake in as straight edge, but that is 
way too like the words in that order sound too cool to describe <laughs> any facet of yeah. my life even if you don't if you think that straight edge isn't cool the words together are an effort to describe something cool and for me it's just like, it's like no i don't i just I just don't do anything. It's not like that I have any sense of pride or anything. It's just like, I'm scared. I'm terrified of what will happen. So I've just never gotten high. And so you said some things. And I'm like, well, I guess that's what happens when some people get high. <laughs> I said, like, it's, 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 uh, yes, when you took, when you, when you took the uh, edible, that means that you, the, the, that you'd have to chew it in order to uh, affect the, the highness that you achieve. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes, that's, that's a big part. How much you chew it uh, d- determines how high you get, Nick. It's actually like a mini game. It's like a Mario it's Party like, mini game. Like, you have to chew it as much as you can. That way you get more high. It's actually a piece of gum, and the drugs are like the sugar that is part of it, so it dissolves off as you chew it. And the actual substance is like, oh no, there's just a gum that has no effect on you in the middle yeah uh no I, I i had a good time eventually it's just uh i've only done an edible twice in my life and both times i've had the exact same experience i took too much my first time mm-hmm. uh i spent the next like two hours in a panic state and then eventually it was cool and then i just ate a lot of food and watched simpsons so you know what i think next time i'm just gonna go right to the watching simpsons part <laughs> we're just gonna skip over the two hours really of, like, existential panic <laughs> This is just like a whole bunch of panic and uh, money spent, honestly. It's just something that I could do for free. I know. I was like, I spent a lot of money getting fucking gushers, which at some point in my mind was a good idea. Is there like a more expensive than usual way to get gushers? Yeah, go puff. I don't know what that is. It's just a snack delivery. It's like DoorDash, but for snacks. Oh, God. What? I, I believe it was exclusively made for people in my position who just spontaneously got high and are like, ah, shit, man, I need snacks. God. And you know what? I got them. I'm happy for you. <laughs> hey, what's important right now is I'm not crying and I'm here to talk about manga. True. And that's true. Those are two things that were not true as of last week. So yeah, that's true. Uh, and, uh, I, I'm glad that you found something to do. <laughs> I guess. I, I, uh, yeah. Um, I'm I'm just like going through like all of the things that I can say in my head, and it's like, it's like the whiteness of my brain is trying to apply very, you know, like out of, you know. You know, like certain things you can say, it's like, oh, you know, like, uh, you know, it's like, I know how to react when someone's pet, you know, passes. It's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, Quinn, you know, hey, you know, you, and, you know, like, you know, you take, take the time that you need. I'll, I'll help you out if you need anything. We can hang out or whatever. But then it's like, oh, and I got high. And it's like everything else in my brain. It's like, do I like, do I like send a greeting card about this? Like, congrats. <laughs> Am I supposed to rap at you like those people at high school used to do who would come in? And they'd rap at you about why it's bad to do the Mary Jane. Oh, my God. Did you ever have because you, did you ever have dare come to your school when you were a kid? Because you, I, I think in grade school we did. 
Uh, but, but you then you end up like getting, going into Catholic school. I, yeah, every, every year so. my education was Catholic education. So we, if we didn't get drugs, we got some equivalent. I know there was somebody who told us we were going to go to hell if we listened to Eminem music. All right. Well, was, and I was like, all clear, right, dog. Clearly, that was just a fan of whatever '90s rapper was a an arrival of Eminem's at the uh-huh. time. I, I I mean, like, look, I, I started to stop. No, come on, Nick. Give me, give me, a, give me a reference. <laughs> Let's uh, drop the name. DJ Fancy Fresh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're like those big Eminem rivals, Crazy Frog, Gittles, Gittles. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, there was one of the things I f- remember because there was so much dare programming that came to my school when I was in elementary school. But one of them was uh, the Disney crew, which was uh, basically like a Jim Henson production. Like, a, you know, there were people with like performers with a bunch of, you know, Muppets, essentially. And they all embodied, you know, late 90s teenage stereotypes uh, including there was one kid who was literally called bad because he, he was the cool kid who wore a trench coat, who yeah. wore a leather coat. So his name was bad. Uh, and, but they all, they ran into like, you know, embodiments of all these different drugs that you're supposed to stay away from. And they would sing parody songs, uh, and then be really scary. Like the thing that was cocaine was really just a weird brown skeleton guy. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was weird and memorable and uh <laughs> that's excellent i most of my experiences with guest speakers was always um depressing because it was all christian like uh mm-hmm. scare tactic stuff like a lady who came in and it was like an abstinence coach so she was there to be like i want you all to know i work with a client in kansas 11 year old she's having twins all right I want you to understand just how bad this is. I'm like, all right, chill out. You're kind of making sex out kind of fun. I don't know. You have no <laughs> what, idea who you're talking to right now, but. One kid raised their hand and is like, can she get an abortion? No, that's no, also the devil's what? work. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we throw out the baby with the bathwater? Like, yes, that's, that's what that's, we're trying yeah. to get. <laughs> Wait, no, we're, is, yeah. we're keeping the bathwater. They don't need the baby so much. Yeah, because it'll use up all that clean bath water. Selfish baby. (laughs) Fuckhead baby. I hate this kid. Um, (laughs) The only other one I remember is meeting someone from the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, like one of the girls at our school, I guess, was a big fan of them. And uh, she was missing a leg. So she wrote. I guess a letter to them and they were like, we're going to come out. So it's not like the whole Harlem Globetrotters showed up and they did sure. a game. Just one member of the Harlem Globetrotters showed up to be like, Hey, we heard your friend here is super cool. Uh, we, we, the whole team would have showed up, but it turns out the school didn't have a very good basketball team. So they, uh, they couldn't <laughs> put on a performance. Yeah, they were, they were going to, but they were, they took one look at our JV team and their or our varsity team. And they were like, nah, these sad fucks can't keep up with us. I, I almost feel like questioning you is like, do you remember which globe, Globetrotter it was? Like, was it like, you know, like an tall. A-tier? Tall. No, no. Just Glo- one of the, Globetrotter. <laughs> so it wasn't even like an A, like, you know, an A-tier singular, singular Are there different <laughs> members of the Globetrotters? I just assume. Uh, yes. Uh, the most famous one is uh, Middle Arc Lemon. Uh, ah. But he, he's 
dead. I mean, so. Is well, he that... dead? I'm sure he must be dead because he was in like the freaking Scooby Doo episodes from the 60s. So. Well, maybe. Oh yeah, he's he's he died, but he would have been he would have been alive at the time that you that we were in school. So. Okay. Okay. All right. So maybe so maybe, could... I, maybe I met him. Well, I should say met him. I was in an odd aud- bleacher audience when he showed up. Yeah, he eventually came to every single person. <laughs> Metal Arc Lemon. Metal Arc Lemon. Metal Arc Lemon. <laughs> so what do you do? You're a student. I play basketball. What do you do? You're yes, a student. Every... I play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Every every time stunned, you're a student. I play basketball. Oh wow, that's great! <laughs> oh man, no, I think as a child, I'm more excited to be a member of the Monstars. To be honest, <laughs> that would be so much better. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, the one who covered himself in the basketball and then scored on himself. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> We do have mockage. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, why did you go on such a long tangent? It's like, well, because we have like seven series to talk about this we week. Yeah, we do have a recommendation to talk about. And I don't really know what to say about it. But we'll. I think we will begin because we have to at some point. Uh, the series we were asked to, uh, to look at for today uh, is Beauty and the Beast Girl. Uh-huh. It is a romance, a Yuri romance uh, that... Uh, Boy, is howdy is it? Well, it's there. those two girls sure are women, and uh, they get tastefully nude around each other. Uh, so uh, the story, obviously, you know, the, the, give it the title, it's a little bit of a takeoff of Beauty and the Beast, uh, but uh, with a, little, a couple extra added twists, there is this Somewhat dragonic, draconic, I guess, uh, monster girl uh, who at the beginning of the series doesn't even actually have a name because, you know, they're a complete societal outcast uh, hated by any human that they come across. But uh, one day they encounter uh, a blind girl named Lily, uh, who, of course, doesn't you know know that they are a monster because you can't see that about them. And so they get to know each other over a bit of time and over time they, you know, fall in love. And uh, for about, that's about like the first like seven chapters of the series. And there is a lot more than that. Uh, Technically, uh, this is a series that was done on Pixiv, the uh, art sharing Japanese website uh, by an artist called uh, Neji. And then a a, a, I'm not sure how much of it was collected in a volume form and then published. Uh, but then there was a there's a bit more that happens beyond that that the artists kept on publishing like independently just on their Pixiv account. Uh-huh. And so uh, Lily ends up naming the monster girl uh, Heath and the series is about their relationship. Yeah. I, yep. I, I it sounds like we're we're stalling, but it, it does there's a lot of challenge in just uh talking about this manga because there's not a ton of content in it. As you mentioned, there's our beast girl who's like I, I wouldn't say fully draconic. They also talk that she has like a beast aspect to her, like in she her ears and Various different things. Uh, they don't go into a ton of exploration into it. It's also a world that just has 
mythical creature people. Um, the ones I can immediately think of is they meet a mermaid later on, and then another character happens to be uh, a cyclops, but like pretty, like a pretty cyclops. <laughs> um, and the series is just a, a gentle Yuri series. These two characters meet. There's a little bit of conflict at the start because Heath believes she doesn't deserve Lily uh, and eventually learns that she's the one who took away Lily's vision. Uh, and there's like some nervousness over that, but then like they get together and I swear to God for the first like 25 chapters of this thing, there is no plot. <laughs> like they just, nah. they just hang out and kiss each other Yep. And that's cool. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad they're happy, but there, there, there's not a lot to sink your teeth into in this relationship. If you s- start reading the series and you see uh, Lily and you see Heath and you're like, those two look cute. I'll bet they would look cute together making out. You will enjoy the series because it features the two of them making out and being lovey-dovey. Mm-hmm. If you hear the premise of the story and you're like, oh, uh, a monster girl, you, you, you know, kind of keeps her, her identity a secret from the blind girl that she's fallen in love with. And uh, there is prejudice uh, that they have to work against there. You know, even if they're together, then, you know, how are they going to get along in the world? Because, you know, Keith will be hated and stuff. Uh, how is it going to turn out when Lily learns the truth uh, that Heath you know is a monster and that uh, and that she is responsible for her being blind uh how is her family going to react and stuff you may be disappointed in this uh if you're yeah. if you're looking into like getting some big tasty drama out of stuff and uh i do think that even if you're the type of person who's like being into like you know big feelings you know like uh like conflict and tragedy or the potential for tragedy or what really drive the emotions of a romance or something like that you also may not get a whole lot out of this uh because there are a number of situations that are kind that are kind of set up or at least not maybe not even set up is is the appropriate term but are implied to be set up uh-huh. and then aren't really paid off. Uh, so for example, uh, Keith feels guilty over, you know, like, Oh, I, I'm the monster that, you know, inadvertently caused Lily to become blind. What will happen when she learns the truth? Oh, Lily already knew it's, it's, it's she already knew and, and she's you know fine with it what's going to happen when uh lily's family finds out that she's together with the monster girl well the father's okay with it uh-huh. because because he had a conversation with his wife and she was okay with it and that's just kind of it it's just things happen very neatly and are tied up very quickly and neatly. Uh, and yeah. the, if you see it in terms of like, well, if we spend a lot of time addressing those things, then it would be less time for the cute girls to be cute together. Then I can understand that. And if that is like your main draw, when you like look at this kind of thing, then I, I, I totally get that. But it is 
pretty much exactly like what you will just see like on the cover of like, oh, look, those two are going to be cute in a, in a couple of different situations. And that's just kind of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I should be clear that there are plot developments. But as you said, every plot gets handled very quickly. Uh, like one of the first ones being like, oh, a new character shows up and they knock out Heath. Like they just stone cold knock her out and they take Lily away. And you're like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? And you find out like, oh, this person is Lily's family like guardian and she's bringing Lily back to her family and keeping her away from this beast. You're like, all right, let's play into the beauty of the beast storyline a little bit. Let's get some dramatic tension in there. And Heath has to like go and show up to like rescue her. Uh, but she rescues her and then she's like, you got to have a talk with my dad. And her dad's like, all right, I guess you're cool. <laughs> By the way, also, hold on. I need to uh, specify a little key detail. This family's mm-hmm. name is the mm-hmm. Blind Family. Yep. It's but it's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fucked up that the family are called the Blind Family. It's not like, you know, blindness is a condition that follows the family around. No, it's just Lily. It was all, all, all one accident. She just happens to be called, her name, last name just happens to be blind. <laughs> it's you know? it's very fortunate in that way. You're like, whew, I mean, now the irony is gone. Now I, I, I'm absolutely <laughs> blind and named blind. So that works out pretty well. But yeah, like, yeah, she, there's, there's no real tension in that dramatic development. Uh, the person who knocked out Heath immediately becomes kind of like the the Sundare friend of theirs who's just like I don't really like Heath but actually I do because uh, she just has a lot of unrequited feelings she hasn't worked out um, and then we meet a couple other side characters who like help with the family none of them are particularly interested there's like a side element of like the maid who is a monster but it's kind of, I don't know if they ever explicitly say what kind of monster she is I started to like kind of fade out a little bit <laughs> at points I don't know if they were ever like oh she's a, a fucking minotaur or whatever <laughs> I don't know. she's a monster though uh, but then there's like uh, an assistant maid or something like that and they try to like tease their relationship a little bit and I was like look I put in a lot of investment with very little return for this this starter couple like you guys you guys are not getting by without something i need one of you to develop a real personality and fast if i'm gonna put anything into this and they just didn't really um and then the series abruptly kind of gets real sad at the end i was like all right we're running out of time so let's talk about death and it, it kind of came out of nowhere. It still gives a happy ending. I, I will say, like, if if you're interested in a series, you're like, I like low stakes. I like cute people being cute together. You know, whatever. That's great. Do note, there is a little bit of just, like, existentialism at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it gets a sweet ending at the end anyway. Yeah. So you're all good. Uh, I, uh, I, I had, I knew that there was going to be trouble for me reading this when um in like chapter four uh keith uh just kind of like says to herself that she's in love with with lily and i was like when did that happen (laughs) 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 it just kind of happens like there's not like a there's not like a big moment where like they're spending time together and he thinks herself oh my i think i'm in love with her she's just like you know, by herself, sad that, you know, she's not hanging out with Lily one day. And she's like, I love her. And it's like, okay. I mean, like, I'm not going to say, like, why? Because it's very obvious why. It's like, you know, you were alone. 
and this wonderful, very kind person came into your life and is, you know, like everything you could want in some in someone to be with and more. So it's like, okay, yeah, I buy that you're in love with her. But it's like, but I don't read a series so that the introductory paragraph on the back of the volume <laughs> tells me what happens. And then I just see that happen without any further detail added. Like yeah. it's, 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 it's honestly, frankly, kind of annoying. <laughs> that, that happens. I, I think, yeah. Cause it, it is, there's a lot of stuff. I, I will say like, that's part of the reason why I say like, there's not a lot to sink your teeth into. Like, why these characters are in love with each other and have such a strong connection is not a thing that's like really explored. They just get together. They overcome the like first major hurdle in their relationship. And then they just kind of do stuff and they'll kiss each other or, yeah. you know, they'll run into various like slice of life problems of the day. Or sometimes they won't even run into a problem. Sometimes a chapter will just be them just be like walking around and be like, I kiss you a lot. I love you. I love you so much. And you're like, OK, and they'll <laughs> see each other and they'll see each other in cute outfits and are like, you're cute in that outfit. Yeah. And, yeah. And then that that, that let's take a, a bath. Lot. Let's take a bath together. Wow, this yeah. was a, this was a great time taking a bath together. And like, yep. I I know that there is an audience for it. Obviously, this this series uh, had an audience and grabbed it. So like to us that we're talking to right now, this might be your thing. I think for both of us, we were looking for something a little bit more. Yep, and uh, I do think that the. I mean, there, there's, there's a little bit of flashes here and there. Uh, when Lily like explains, like you know, like how she grew up with her blindness and stuff, and how she got used to how to people never treating her fully as a person because she would be like pitied, or uh, if she worked really hard to be treated as an equal, then people still would not like treat her as an equal. They would like look down on her, or they would either you know treat her as like a fragile object or they would treat her as, you know, a, a subhuman essentially. Yeah. And so when she goes into all the explanation and it's like, and then, you know, Keith saw her just like, and saw all of her. Uh, and so that's why she connected with her. And it's like, that's, I think the most interesting thing that happens in the story, but there's a whole lot of just like, honestly, just kind of fluffy stuff uh -huh. that doesn't have a whole lot of meat to it. And if you're really into this very particular brand of fluffy stuff, it'll give you that. Uh, and I can't, I, 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 I can't even us, like, like scraping the bottom yeah. of this barrel to try to find something to I, talk about with it. I honestly, like, I want to be, I honestly kind of like want to be angrier about this because I feel like I got so little out of reading it. But at the same time, it's like, why would you be upset at the cotton candy for not filling your stomach? Like, <laughs> what, what can I say? Uh, so that's that. Uh, yeah. I, I Yeah. It, it, like, if you're looking for, like, the recommendation, I would say, if you're into something light, that's not going to, like, test you or anything like that. You just want to see these cute characters be cute with each other. And you don't have, like, high standards for, like, Man, this sounds awful. I was about to be like, if you don't have high standards for writing or art, 
or characters. But like, yeah, I guess I'm just saying like, if you, you're just like, look, I don't really want to think too much. I want to read something simple and short and have a good time. Then like, go for it, you know? Yeah. Done. So what do we think? So we didn't call this uh, Ninja Presents <laughs> Beauty and the Beast Girl. Are you going to how eager are you to accept the next Ninja recommendation? I'm excited. Honestly, now that we're done and not talking about it, I feel like I'm actually angry about having read this series. Wow. I was before we came into this discussion. <laughs> oh, no. You're like, maybe this is a Ninja X3 I presents. Uh, I don't I don't know. I just like taking looking at it in the context of what it is, which is an independent artist just kind of put this on their online account and someone decided to publish it. Uh-huh. It you know it, it it's fine it's fine that lizard part of my brain that views every single work that i read as something that i have like an individual experience with is very upset about the individual experience <laughs> yeah. i had with this <laughs> so that is the most that I can say about it is that like this is something that I would never in a billion years have kept on reading as much as I did except for this podcast. And that kind of makes me upset that I had to force myself to keep reading it. Uh, there's that level of like, uh, there's only so much media that I have time on this earth to consume. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like a portion of it was spent consuming this thing that has left zero impact on my soul. Maybe one day we'll read like uh what what is it? Uh Mage and Demon Queen, I think it's called, which is which has similar it's a similar setup to this in some ways, but it's just got way more to it, uh, including like humor. Uh <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I'll just put that aside and not and and not I, I'm going to just walk away from this before I get a very unnecessarily upset about it. Okay, this, so. there we go. We're in a great mood. Let's let's talk about My Year Academia. Oh, it's all positive vibes. Positive vibes yeah. for this one. Whoa, let's keep these good times rolling, Nick. Oh, man. So, yeah, last last week uh, when uh, when Fernea very, very kindly uh, helped to uh, co-host uh, Weekly Marguerite Cap, uh, she specifically said, like, Oh, hey, I'm I'm interested in catching up on My Hero Academia, and I'm not yet. So, can we not read this chapter? And basically, everyone that she brought that up around agreed. Yes, this is a terrible chapter for you to read if you're not caught up. Uh, so, this is chapter. Why are there 300... so many burning bodies? You're like, well, oh. <laughs> so 395 built upon the joy of others. So, all of Toga's twice clones are fading away leaving behind um you know the actual permanent bodies of many people that were beaten the fuck up and injured and burned and stuff like we we see like endeavor shielding his family and he's he's looking fine he's looking great he's doing Uh, great he's having a great uh, time (laughs) there's a honestly what would have been a cool shot if we had actually seen like more of it of like the twice clones fading away just as they are reaching out uh for Ida. Uh 
And I think that's the first time we saw any of this is just this resolution in this shot. And I think it would have been cool to see like more of the build up to, to that. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, the hordes of people are, are, are gone. And uh, so Toga, I believe, is doing this metamorphically of uh, slashing a twice clone with her knife. And uh, the clone says to her, fair enough, Bubagawara was a pretty decent guy. Uh-huh. And uh, so Toga thinks to herself, you know, like that, oh, I thought that the reason that I you know, wielded my knife was, you know, to become those I love, but I just wound up gripping it with rage uh, and hatred. People, people are saying she was trying to kill Hawks. Oh, yeah, that is Hawks. Sorry. It's hard to recognize some people when they're covered in blood. <laughs> also, he has no wings anymore. Yes. <laughs> that was kind of the defeat tried to find him by was his big set of wings. <laughs> or his clothing. <laughs> yeah, it was his wings or his goggles. One of the two of those. He doesn't have either of them anymore. Uh, and the funny thing is, I remember when the first time I read this, I understood that that was Hawks. <laughs> I just kind of have forgotten since the first time I read this. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, anyway, Toga has like come to an, a, a, an understanding with Uraraka. And when you come to an understanding with someone, you got to be naked. So she's naked right now uh-huh. for the rest of this. Uh, and she thinks to herself, like, I, I was just, you know, acting out of rage and hatred so that I could make this world easier for me to live in. Uh, and uh, then she starts to go, <laughs> uh, because. There's a blowback from using quirks while transformed, which was established like once previously. That that that's basically it. So we gotta remember. Oh, there's a blowback. So she goes, "Ugh." Okay. Uh, glad that's over. Yep. Uraka, while while still conscious, uses her zero gravity so that all the people who are floating up in the air don't, you know, plummet to earth. She instead gently lowers them to the ground. And uh, Toga, you know, comments on this and uh, and she says, you'll never let anyone down hard, which is a double meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and Uraka, meanwhile, I was thinking like, shit, I've got to I've still got to keep moving. But oh, my God, I have been stabbed <laughs> so hard. <laughs> wow, that was a lot of blood. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out shouldn't have let that much blood go. Shouldn't have. Shouldn't have done that. Uh, Toga thinks about how Uraka got really, really nice about her smile and stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, then she looks down at Uraka and says, you know, you're going to die from all that blood loss, right? She's like, no, no, you don't need that much blood. You only need like a little bit. It's the same blood. thing. I'm, I study medicine. Actually, you need- no, I study karate. From a man whose head was a gun. So. Oh, you're talking crazy right now, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you're insane. Uh, so Toga, you know, indicates like, yeah, you lost so much blood. Uh, and she also says, you know, the League of Villains is gonna destroy fucking everything. Uh, and after they destroy everything, I figured that that's going to be a world that'd be easier for me to live in. But. And uh, she 
takes some of Uraka's copious amounts of blood that are outside her body now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would be great if she steps. <laughs> She's like, I need a little bit oh, more. Oh, God, I got some blood. She's like, oh, it's kind of like a pull of it. I'm in right now. But you, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. No, it's okay. After I stab you in this part, then th- the pressure will be relieved, so it won't. <laughs> It'll balance out. out. Every it hurts right now because you're only stabbed in one side. But if I even it out with a stab wound on the other side, you'll go back to normal. <laughs> uh, and uh, so she says, "Like, look, I was really happy to hear what you said to me. Uh, and I know I said that we were just like fighting to the death, but." The thought of a world without you, I don't like that. And she gets her her sucky suck tool, and that's its, that's uh, its legal name. Yeah, she puts one end of it into her arm and the other half into Uraka's arm after she has transformed into Uraka by drinking her blood. And she says, to show you how genuine that feeling is, all of my blood is now yours to have. And blood starts flowing down the tube into Uraka to replenish her and uh she says like yeah when i almost died gene saved me this way but uh since i'm almost out of i'm all out of gene's blood i gotta turn into you if i can use someone else's quirk my blood must turn into their blood too uh and uh uraka starts to object to this uh but toga points out like what i mean like i know you get you like said the whole thing about how you offered like to give me your blood and stuff or were you just kind of like give me donations every day while I was sitting in prison. Uh, you would have been fine if you had just like tried to capture villains and stuff, but you know, you could have just been a regular old hero, but instead you actually, you know, reached out to me like this to someone who hurt lots of your friends and was trying to stab you full of holes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're kind of weird. Uh- <laughs> now, Nick, I'm not a medical professional. I don't understand how this necessary work. Wouldn't you want to close the whole, the wound, the stab wound she currently has before you start doing the infusion? Isn't it no. all just going to go out the same wound? Or Quinn, you can't gain blood and lose blood oh. at the same time. It's one or the other. It's like a vacuum cleaner. It can't suck and blow at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. So by injecting Iraq with blood, she has forced her to go from put blood in mode. So all those wounds and stuff are like, all right. Yeah, she's not in blow mode anymore. She's in suck mode. I don't feel comfortable using these terms. No, Nick, let's come on. Let's talk about it. So Iraq is in suck mode. Don't. No, (laughs) there's so much fan art already. Stop it. What, with these two characters, one of whom is naked most of the time? Why would there be fan art, Nick? <laughs> um, uh, did she stitch her up? All right, she's all good then. She's so good. What a Boy Scout, you know? Yeah. I mean, hey, maybe she's been in Boy Scout before. We don't know. So, uh, Toga uh, says, like, look, uh, I can't let you catch me. Uh, and... I'm sorry for stabbing you. <laughs> it's just it's something bizarrely sweet about it. Like, I'm sorry for stabbing you. <laughs> it's straightforward about it. Uh, and, uh, you know, she starts kind of like talking more about like stuff that happened with her recently. Like, you know, Toya burned down my old house and all the bad feelings that went with it. And that did make me happy. But 
you know, all the bad stuff is still in my heart. And you didn't make that go away. But as painful as it was, when you reached out and touched me, it still felt, my heart felt really light. Like it could just float away. Aw, like her powers. Mm-hmm. And we get a big old two-page spread of uh, Toga, like, half-transformed. So, like, you know, her hair is partially her own, and her face is partially her own, and the rest of her is Uraka, so as she continues to give her blood. And she says, thanks, you made me genuinely happy. And then she thinks to herself that, you know, I wanted to become other people so badly, so in fits of jealousy and affection, I drank all their blood. Maybe, just maybe, if I had known this feeling sooner, and despite how badly I wanted to drain their blood, I would have yearned to give my blood away too. And if I'd experienced that sort of love, maybe I would have had an easier time living in this world. In any case, I am Himiko Toga. I live and love how I please. That's how I made my way in life. A normal girl with the cutest smile in the world. And we haven't gotten a chapter this week since this came out. The overwhelming implication is that Toga has just straight up sacrificed herself to save Uraka's life. Just like straight up is giving her like oh, enough her of her blood. blood that it will, that it will be lethal for her. Uh, and we don't get 100% confirmation on that. You never know when show in manga, you know, all the disclaimers and stuff like that, but it does seem like that is what has happened. Me blood guy. I have arrived on the scene who can fill anybody with blood. There is a teacher who has blood powers. Shit, so. Nick. This is the payoff. Everybody's been waiting for Blood Knight? Vlad King. Vlad, Vlad King? King? Holy yeah. shit. Vlad King's going to show up and be like, guys, I am here. Then there's like a gunshot through the head. <laughs> they, never, ah! <laughs> they never explain it. It doesn't, it doesn't hit him. He's just scared. It passes out. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> It comes off to, uh, to this scene of a massive battle to the death with hordes of people that have just, you know are shooting each other with fire and stuff. I will save the day. Someone fires like the smallest gun in the world. Oh, it's scary here. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> guns? I didn't know there'd be guns in this superhero fight. I'm Gonzies. <laughs> Y'all should go home. <laughs> it cuts to that old samurai at the TV and he's like, that's what I've been telling you. Just leave. Just get out of there. Shit's cray cray. Oh, did you also like stop being here because it was scary? No, I just, it was minorly inconvenient that you weren't all like giving me money to do nothing anymore. It started not to be worth the investment, you know? (laughs) And I'm really into these NFT things now. I've got a couple monkeys that I think are going to coast me along until the end of this. Just make him even worse. Uh, It's a quick way to make a character worse. Hey guys, this is a little cheating writing tip. If you want to make a character more of a dickhead, you just reveal that they've invested in NFTs. Like you're reading it and you're like, I don't like this Dracula guy. He preys on a lot of women. It's, It's kind of bad. Also, he spent a lot of money on NFTs. <laughs> it's just, I feel like this is kind of a dickhead. He's got all this, you know, wonderful uh, art that he's collected over the years with his massive fortune and, and immortal life, and then just really, really shitty 
formulaic. He's like, sure, there's only one Picasso, but there's also only one monkey with gold teeth and a a Nazi hat that I can own on my computer. Why do you want? Why does it have a Nazi hat? Well, I didn't choose what it would look like. Art's art. Let's not. Let's not critique it. it was generated by a by an algorithm. Don't 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 read too far into it. Someone's like, wait a minute, what were you doing during World War II? He's like, eh, you know, I kind of felt like there are bad people on both sides. Everyone's like, damn, Dracula could have stopped World War II. He could have saved so many people. <laughs> well, but you know, look at it from my perspective. Nobody was willing to invest in my NFTs. <laughs> so, what dog did I have in that fight? Exactly. Um, I'm sorry. Where were we? Uh, this is a good chapter. <laughs> Toga sacrificed herself so that Uraraka could live, and uh, I am having them conflicted feelings again. It's more towards the positive end, I think, than last chapter because I do, I do appreciate how it does really feel like this is a really nice way to send off the character of Toga uh, at the end of everything. Um, you know, there's a very big emotional moment that happens in this. There is like a, a, some feeling of catharsis that happens with her. From a more meta looking at how this fits into My Hero Academia as a whole, it does feel weird that this happens to the one female villain. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's it's fine. Like uh, death. <laughs> But redemption via death is like a common thing in a lot of like super villain stories. And it doesn't look like we're entirely going to do it. It does seem like Dobby is going to exist in some form after all this is done. Right. Uh, but it does feel like this is kind of like where we might be going for a couple of these these big fights towards the end. So I, I, I'm fine with it. There was enough emotion. I mean, this is what, like two months was kind of into this fight alone. Yeah. Uh, with different like portions and whatnot, so I I, I do appreciate it. Uh, I think uh, Toga looked you know entertaining at the end, um, but I, I think in a long scale of my hero, I do sometimes question some of the decisions that get to, that get done. Um, but I think I've also just come to accept that we're not going to really address those. It's not, uh, yeah. Yeah, this this is this is just a superhero story, you know. To kill them, they were a good guy at the end. They, they you know. <laughs> uh, understood. <laughs> Quinn, did you know that Undead and Luck has a has has a high school arc that's happening right now? <laughs> yeah, every fan fiction writer just had like half their work done for them. They were like, oh, oh yeah. shit, my high school AU is already like done pretty much. Canon. It's canon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we are going to open up with uh, Undead Unlocked number 169, school that is. Uh, and we open with class. Uh, teacher is calling on people. And calls on Shakara to be like, hey, do you know the answer to this? And immediately, uh, Fuko raises her arm. And I love Fuko's uh, attire where she has to tuck all of her hair into her school uniform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like, I know the answer. It's this. And we we get a little bit of a flashback to 
like Fuko kind of explaining the plan to everybody. All these people right. that have to go along and just be dads and moms in this arc, basically. Right. Where she's like, look, like, I know last time we made this kind of sound like this is the most dangerous mission we're going to do. So we get to the payoff of it's a high school thing. But like, legitimately, we don't know when Shakara's tragedy is going to occur. It could happen at mm. any time. So we kind of need everybody to be around for this stuff inconspicuously so we can be near Chakar at all times we're gonna befriend him uh and sean's like okay i I mean i get it but like how are you gonna be able to do this like you didn't go to high school how are you gonna know what to do and fuko gets like this like smarmy look she's like i've read a lot of manga i don't think it's gonna be a big problem (laughs) oh sean yeah uh, it turns out it's a gigantic problem. Fuko has no idea how to fit in how with any be. of this stuff. Yeah, uh, she doesn't know how to be a teenager, basically. Yeah, everyone is immediately curious with her. We get a lot of scenes of uh, basically like Gina refusing to let anyone near her and like covering her with unchanged as she hisses like a cat. Yeah, uh, as Fuko's just like, oh, did I do something strange? And they're just like, no, but like nobody raises their hand to get called upon like that's just like not a thing that happens Fuko's like oh fuck they did it all the time in my stories what the fuck is this, why are things changing oh my god kids are gonna think i'm i've been you know i'm a big loser i've been duped uh and shakara comes up to be like hey thanks for like you know helping me out there i did not know that answer or whatever uh and Fuko's so excited she's like oh Chikar, you look so nice i like your hair like this and he's like oh what? What are you talking about? She's like, oh, shit. Well, he also points out, like, how do you know my name? Yeah. <laughs> no and, one used that name for me. And Fuko's like, oh, I saw a class list. Uh, yeah, she she also talks about his hair, and she's like, you say this like we've met before, uh, but everyone in the class is just like, no, she's just, you know, she just escaped from the silly goose pond. It's fine. She, she's, just a little, <laughs> she's just a little goober. All right. It's okay. Um, so, Chikara's like, hey, we're gonna head to gym for the next period. You want me to show you where it is? Fuko's like, oh no, no, it's okay. I look, there's a school blueprints, and you, I just love Gina in the background. It's like, bare, like who is an actual teenager is just like, right? Oh my fucking god. Oh god! No one looks at blueprints of the school, Fuko. God damn it! Uh, and Fuko like, Chikara's like, oh okay, well I guess we'll see you over there then. Bye. And Fuko and Gina are left alone. And Fuko's like, looks like I survived. She's like, yeah, you fucked your way through most of that one. But <laughs> all right, sure. But they're also like, I could tell this. This Shakar guy is a good guy. And, yeah, we want to protect him. So we're going to do it. Uh, <laughs> Fang is doing the physical fitness test because he's the mm-hmm. uh, PE teacher. And he, like, mutters to Shed. He's like, please stop using untruth on me. <laughs> Stop making me leave. Stop making me do this. And Shen's like, if I do it, you'll run away. He's like, no, I've given up. Please still let me have some measure of control over my life. Um So it's like, alright, we're gonna do like back and forth basically. Uh Shen, give us a, a demonstration. I forget, what's the name of this exercise? Oh god, it's the um 
I want to call it shuttlecocks, but it's I not. I think it's like the perpendic perpendicular jumps or something. Perpendicular like jumps. Yeah, it makes sense. So they're like, all right, Shen's going to show us how to do it. Fu goes, watch. He's like, all right, Shen, take it nice and easy. And of course, he goes way too fast. Everyone's like, holy shit, this is like really, really crazy. So Fuko's like, don't worry, I'll show them how it's done. And then she does it, and she's also way too crazy. We get another great shot of Gina. Like, yeah. god damn it. Uh, so they're like, everyone thinks they're weird. And she's like, all right, PE classes are a bust, but we'll make it up. The next class is English. And Fuko knows English really, really well. Everyone's like, wow, that actually sounds like native. And Fuko's like, fuck, at this point, I have more experience with English than Japanese. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so we cut to like uh, recessing, and she's talking with a couple of her classmates who are, you know, or her union members who are classmates. And she's like, "Fuck, I'm staying out too much. Like, this is really, really bad." Um, and also, there's a whole bunch of people trailing Shen, and it's like, "Yeah, because you've been staying out too much." Or uh, what's her name points out, Gina is like, "Some mm -hmm. of your groupies are in there too. You all are attracting way too much attention during this." And like, yeah. oh, wait, we lost Shikara. What are we going to do? We got to shake these people off and get to the roof. And there's just a side joke that Nico and uh, Ichiko, Ichigo, 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 Ichigo uh, are downstairs smoking and kind of just listening to all this as it goes on. They're like, kids, right? Yep. <laughs> we don't want to be them. Uh, they get to the roof and the door's locked. They're like, fuck, what are we going to do? Uh, Gina uses Unchanged also, to... Also, Fuko's like, but the door to the roof is always open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, stop fucking using manga references. Uh, so yeah, she opens the door with her Unchanged uh, and slam it and the door closed afterwards. Like, or they don't leave the door closed, but like they the, the people chase them, get to the top of the door and they're like, oh, well, where'd they go? The only thing there is the door, and you can't use that door. So, it's always locked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're finally at the top of the roof, and Fuko's like, oh, that's weird. I just realized the whole roof is, like, fenced up. And Gina's like, yeah, I think, like, every rooftop is like that nowadays. And Gina's like, you're starting to get this, like... You started to hate school because it's not really living up to your expectations. And Fuko's like, no, like, it's, it's cool. There's so many kids and they all have, like, their own dreams. And, you know, the ones who don't are looking for them. Everyone's kind of having memories, falling in love, maybe competing with each other. Like, this is a thing that's going to last a lifetime. It's as wonderful as I thought. And it's, it's sweet because she is getting to experience, like, the one thing she never really got mm -hmm. to. Um, and she knows she's like, that's why I'm not gonna let this tragedy destroy Chikara's school life. He, he's happy, so I'm not gonna let that happen. We're gonna find another way to get close with Chikara. She says that, and she kind of like shouts it, and as on cue, Chikara and like a friend walk up onto the the roof and hear it, and he's just like, uh, you you want to share lunch together? And Fuka's like, oh, I didn't mean to outright say it, but uh, no, I'll join you for lunch. She's so awkward. Yeah, and it, it it just cuts back to Nico and Ichigo, uh, Ichigo are just like ah to be young and stupid. <laughs> it's it's fun to see this un just helplessly frazzled Fugo again because mm -hmm. she's been you know like the cool protagonist who like you know she's got a plan. 
you know, she's confident in her abilities and stuff. But finally, we, we got her back in a situation where she's just very uncomfortable with it. And it, it kind of reminds you of like, oh, right. This is the root of the character that Fuko is. That, you know, she's this very nervous but enthusiastic girl. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's it's nice to be reminded of, of, of that. Yeah, I, I like exploring it. I like how happy she is, even as everything kind of goes wrong in her school experience. She still is, like, so excited by this. It's very, very cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, All right. Nick. Yes, Quinn. I've got two yep. chapters of Eden's Air to talk about. Oh, boy. Um, the first one's actually pretty quick. Chapter 249, Within the Stillness of Time. And we actually get kind of a cool two-page color spread. Uh, because it's in a slightly different art style of Hero's normal work. At least there's like a different filter through it. Uh, and I do like it. It's it's kind of cool. Um, but everything's frozen and this weird, uh, except for Rebecca, and this weird like cat suit assassin thing shows up. Uh, so the chapter is basically that of this person chasing Rebecca. And she's like, ah, we've got to watch out. Uh, she has to protect Holy at one or not Holy Feather at one point. Right. But she's like, oh, it's not moving. She gets kicked through the whole like the wall, basically. And she can't overdrive because she's cold. That's like a factor, I guess. I don't remember if this is a thing that's been detailed before in Eden Zero, but she's like, I can't. I thought being naked was supposed to help you unlock I your ether. I thought as long as you weren't tied up. All right. Yeah, they added like a new a new gimmick to it because she's like, until I get warm, I can't use my ether drive, which is where I'd be able to get clothes. That's also an element. She's new. Right. And she's like, I need my clothes. So I have to ether dry or overdrive so I can get clothes. Uh, yeah, she gets knocked through the wall, runs into Shiki, but they're also like uh, slowed. So she's like, huh, wow, I'm naked. This is crazy. Time has stopped. Just like all these things. Mm, maybe this is her power. I don't have time travel powers anymore, but maybe this is her power or whatever. And she sees Joker and on her on the, the assassin's like chest. Like in a label. I don't know why they have a label like that, but yeah, just in case, in, in case uh, you you forget who they are. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, Recoge. That's who I am, Recoge. She gets kicked inside of like the clock tower. She finds a towel. She's like, I gotta get warm. Runs further and further inside of it. Falls through the floor. There's just like swingy fight stuff going on. Uh, and Rebecca's finally like, okay, now I'm warmed up. I'm gonna kick you now. And I hit a button, so you get hit by a clock piece. And I give you... I forget what the name of this move is. Uh, I know it is like a wrestling move, where someone's like it's on their knees. I thought there was a, like a rest, like a particular wrestler had this as their finisher, though, where they're like, their opponent's on their knees, and they run up and give them the Frankensteiner. Oh, oh specifically that. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, I know that, like, uh, I think that... Kalista would do this sometimes, uh-huh. but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. Go, okay. go, continue. Uh, so she knocks her down and she's like, ah, I'm all warmed up. My powers are back. Overdrive. And she kind of kicks her again. And she's like, all right, I'm super cool. Hey, wait, can you even talk? Who are you? Uh, and the robot gets up and is like still ready to like fight. I guess we don't know it's a robot, but then it gets shot through the head and it's dead. And someone's like, ah, that was the alter ego of Joker. What avoids minions? But not the actual Joker, of course. 
And who should it be, Nick, but old wise, who's like, good to see you again, Rebecca. And that's what leads us into our current chapter, chapter 250, Joker. Did you have any thoughts on that chapter? It's not really a lot to talk about. Uh, Rebecca was naked a lot. Whoa, was she? Hold on, I'm going to go back. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen that before. I thought it was absolutely absurd in that and the uh, one moment when she um, just fucking uh, runs boob first into Shiki. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Yeah. Uh, so this chapter opens like with the, the meeting with Professor Wise. It's like, oh, what? he immediately stops. He's like, hey, don't worry about that. Why don't you put some clothes on there, toots? Uh, he like deflects by being like oh don't worry you used to run around naked all the time rebecca's like i was a child back then <laughs> so i don't know i guess that's a joke um i thought it was supposed to be a joke that rebecca just runs around naked all the time but i guess wise wouldn't have those memories he doesn't he doesn't hang around with young wise and have his memories there are two different timeline versions of him uh you know it's hey i was here because i'm tracking this assassin thing this this joker double or whatever and he brings in bernie who is i guess a cafe lady from norma i do not remember this character at all i just remember Me old either. wise would hang around just, with bunny just fi- there was finally a character that showed up in, in this that i was just like you're making that one up like, <laughs> <laughs> i just did not remember her at all in the slightest and she gets she gets so much she takes up the whole page when she shows it's up it's a big deal nick uh, fucking bernice is here or bernie sorry whatever her name is i i just vaguely recall a bunny being in like a video call with him or something like that and i i assume that's who this is i i, I... I guess that that I do kind of vaguely remember that, like the second time that Weiss showed up or something. They go through a long explanation about how Joker's power is sort of it, it, it. It's not exactly stopping time, but it's stopping time. It just has a range at which it works on, which is why old Weiss and Birdie weren't affected. They were outside the range. Um, and immediately, because the robot's dead and they disable it, time returns normal for everybody. So we get instantaneous reactions of everyone who are like, "Wait, hey, what's going on? Like, you know, Feather's like, now being able to pick up on things. It's like, wait, that signal vanished. Ah, why am I falling into the water? And then they notice it's the big hole. There's a bunch of stupid jokes. Uh, Feather is doing this thing. I don't know why. I guess it's her her eye gimmick thing or whatever. She's like, hey, like Rebecca was here and now she's in the engine room. How would someone do that in less than a second? Also, there's two other individuals and one of them is. And why is this like a weird lane where, or a line where he's just like, not that it matters, but could you cover up a little, sweetheart, while he's like staring? Yeah, he's <laughs> staring directly at her rack. <laughs> and she's like, it's the same person as Mr. Wise. So the whole group meet up. They're like, hey joker's here turns out i was following alter ego but now the enemy's probably found milt so we should be on a watch out for that um i'm surprised to see my younger self here uh i think rebecca didn't get frozen because she's the priestess of time which means that power is passed on from uh rebecca's mom to her which we already know um there's 
Oh, just, oh, he does say something about chronophage. It was the priestess. That's what attracted chronophage that attacked over. I just, oh, it's just something to make Rebecca feel bad. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's all my fault. Not really. I just kind of like decided to word it in that way to make you feel that way, but it's not actually your fault. So don't worry about it. Shiki, Except in this one moment. Shiki asked maybe the most obvious question at this point. Why are you out chasing Void's minion, Professor? And immediately he goes fucking. He's like, it's like you had to have expected they were going to ask you this at some point. That's because Joke he built one of the Eurasian Six Galactica Joker Helix. And there's a quick note of like, wow, you're a real scumbag. He's like, no, I didn't. I didn't build it for them. You understand? Happened. So, Rebecca has this... I had noble intentions. Yeah. The most noble of intentions with my design. (laughs) Oh, man. This this is such a weird situation. Rebecca has, like, a moment. She's just heard enough words now. And she's like, wait a minute. Joker Helix. Professor. (gasps) I remember when I lived with you, you... That used to be in one of the video games I would play. And... She's like, wait, the game engine was called Joker Helix. And Old Wise is like, yeah, I created Joker Helix as a video game engine. I want to stress how funny this is. (laughs) Because this is the most 90s the writers have heard of like cyberspace and the internet, but they don't know how they work things ever. But it is specifically about a game engine, a video game engine, mm. as in the thing that is designed that afterwards you can just kind of like, you know, design the assets and stuff. And then all the mechanics and everything, the physics of it are built in. You don't have to design those yourself. The underpinning you know, rules for how a lot of stuff works are things that, you know, game designers can can build upon. And we are in a in a world where now there's like a lot of a lot of freely available tools so that people can design video games who previously did not would not have had the ability to do so due to lacking the uh, technology and lacking these, you know, technical know how to get that underpinning system set up. One of those people being Mashima Hero <laughs> who has Made a video game using a game engine. <laughs> he was this 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 is real. Like he he is into it, so he's gonna add it into the story. It's one of my favorite things. This is like maybe one of the niche things ever. But I used to listen to Kevin Spitz podcasts, and he would always talk about how he wanted to do a Batman podcast. And then there was yes. one episode of the show where he got really into trucker songs. Yes. Like trucker theme songs. And then the first episode of his Batman podcast came out like two weeks afterwards. And he had a trucker theme song. And you were like, look, I understand the context of why this has a trucker thing. Because listen, if I had, this would be the most insane thing ever. Like <laughs> that's that same thing here. Like I know Hero has been making video games. So it makes sense why... What? Joker Helix is a game engine. But if I did not know this, this would be the absolute most insane page turn. Just like, what the fuck does Mashima Hero think a game engine is? Is he think that it's an AI? Because it's not. And then you think about it, it's like, wait, he knows what game engines <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, he should know. He <laughs> names 
Unity! Yeah, he, he, he does Unity and Unreal Engine. He, he gives them the schmoney treatment or whatever. Right. But yeah. Um, so they're trying to explain to like, hey, so it's a software used to make games. And Homura's like, why would that be part of the, <laughs> the Rishion 6 Galactica? And he's like, I gave it AI and I wanted it to absorb knowledge from all over the cosmos to make better games, I guess. He's not, a, he just says that it basically has absorbed so much information from the world, it became self aware and gave itself a hot robot body. Well, maybe it gave itself the body. Yeah, he might have told that. I, I do like the idea because we don't see the games he made, we see like one of the title screens, Griff Smash. And I do like the idea he made, like, a Frogger clone, but he's like, what if this Frogger clone could learn everything from the internet? <laughs> and, and also, it wore a sexy skin tight Yeah, and yeah, what if it, yeah, <laughs> walked around kind of sexy? Um, so, yeah, they're like, okay, cool. <laughs> so your game fucking engine decided to game sentience and became evil, and now it's found our planet. What are we going to do? Immediately, Joker Helix contacts in and is like, I am here to take the Mother Ether. I have assimilated. Yeah. And they're like, oh my god, did it just hack the system? Why did my powers protect uh, detector feathers? And, and Joker Helix just says, now no one will escape my rifted time. And it's like, oh, before there were ranges and that was the issue. But now there's like fucking 30 of these bodies, so... Everyone could get trapped inside of this thing. Yep. And so that's what's happening. This is so weird. <laughs> uh, but I am grateful that finally we got to a point in zero where it just got so weird that it it, it like just demanded that, you know, your attention of how weird it was, as opposed to just like the regular amounts of weird that have been happening, where it's like, well, that's an a slightly inventive way to get all the girls <laughs> naked, but honestly, that's just been getting really lazy lately. Even so. another hot spring. This is like the third one in a month. Uh, so yeah, um, they're going to fight the video game engine, it's, which is evil. It's sad because honestly, it's not even so dumb that it's really funny to me. Like it is a little funny. It's it's very silly. But really, the entire time I was thinking about it, I was just like, God, remember in fucking Samurai 8 where he created an entire fucking video game system to find the best Samurai? I'm like, that's the level of stupid that's I wish really this was. Okay. It's time for Kane Banashi. Story 72. Oh, no. Uh, you don't like 72? Changing time. No! <laughs> time to do the changing because, oh, hey, look at the time. Crossing time. When you've done your crossing, well, now you have also done time. Wait, what? I know I want to change my time. I know who I'd like to cross that time. Something, 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 something rhyme, something rhyme. Boom. There you go. 
So two weeks ago, Quinn, I thought that Akane's story was over, but no, 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 still no come going. on, no, it's still got, there's a little bit more. There was a big emotional climax last chapter. We got to see Shinta Akane's dad in the present for the first time. Also, big emotional climax. No, no, story's still not over, We've but just a bit more. The story actually finishes in this chapter, uh, as we uh, we see that the, the the wife in in the in the story of changing time you know gets food for her husband is kind of thinking about him then gets home sees that there's a bunch of people gathered outside the place and her fucking weird drunk husband is dancing kapore while someone plays a shamisen and he's dr- dancing around drunkenly and uh yeah so she's like upset with him and stuff and and then realizes like wait a minute your sake bottle i forgot to heat it up i'll go warm it for you right now wait a minute it is warm and uh, he's like yeah there was an udon seller passing by who uh, heated up for me oh so you must have ordered some udon from him then no i never do anything like that what drunk wants to sit around serving udon noodles and then she's like how could you be so selfish you can't take advantage of the poor man like that is that a joke? I don't know. Everyone laughs at it. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe if you actually, if I, I, I if you're know. watching it, know. you the inflection would get you. You'd be like, all right, maybe it's just all the delivery, I guess. But uh, so more of that is the story is continuing on. Jigama is watching the story on the stream, and he's thinking about Shinta, and he thinks that look, the Shinta that I knew, he was too hardworking. He was very kind, and he could be fragile at times. When faced with the bad side of humanity, though, he had a knack for scooping up the warm human heart beneath it. He could speak profoundly about the weakness of the human spirit. When admiration and strength are the things that inspire you, you won't reach his true depths. But maybe she's finally left her father's shadow. And the implication, of course, is that Akane has started to, you know, see that true strong spirit of his because of the self-examination that she did uh and uh we get uh, the big conclusion of the story which uh is um her i don't really understand how things flow in this story <laughs> at this point it's kind of lost i've lost the i've lost the track uh but uh the man's wife is like running around outside with the sake bottle in her hand uh, because she's ready for a change. And when Akane reaches that beat in the story, Shigama thinks to himself, there's a nice flavor to this performance. And that what it tells me about Akane's Rakugo is that she's ready for a change. So it's about transformation and moving on and stuff. So a bunch of applause for people, including a long extended rah! Uh-huh. But our Rockago Mag journalist team uh, have a discussion at this point because uh, the girl says, "Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know, like, how to score this because the two that were before her were like funnier in their performance, but I actually loved hers the most. So, which one is better?" And uh, her companion says, "Well, does one have to be better?" The fact that there are so many ways to enjoy it is one of the strengths of Rakugo. It's like, yeah, very different performances. You can enjoy them in different ways. All that stuff. 
The performance is over, though. It's actually yeah. over this time. We're finally done. She comes back out. Actually, actually there's a little bit more. There is an epilogue if you just, if you like. Uh, Marvel post-credit scene, page. yeah. <laughs> Iron Man shows up. This is where I'd get in. I'd be like, holy shit, the changing time guy is going to join the Avengers. <laughs> I'm putting together a team, a team of people who sing songs <laughs> that are not appropriate for the context that they're in. <laughs> Will you join my changing my closing time cover band? <laughs> I'd be so excited. There's uh well, well Mr. Stark, wouldn't you have like an Iron Man song? No 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 crossing to not cro- <laughs> closing, <laughs> closing time. time I'm a huge band. semi-sonic fan. What about my General ambiance doesn't suggest close semisonic to you. I don't know. Maybe it's all the ACDC that you're constantly blasting in every one of your movies. No, 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 no. That doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> I also had Elon Musk in one of my movies. All right, time's changed. All right. <laughs> Iron Man's starting to separate himself. Changing from the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome to the team. <laughs> God. <laughs> I- I defy people who think that Iron Man 3 is the worst one. <laughs> I'll have to rewatch too. I remember kind of like it too back in the day. Oh, it's just. Did you like the first one? Would you like to watch it again, but worse? <laughs> uh, so. MC, the MC says, like, hey, all the performers are back on the stage now. Remember that Arakawa is currently leading with 93 points. Can Akane Arakawa What an awful fucking way of doing this system. Of announcing yeah. the score. I guess that's how they, the Olympics and shit do it. But in my mind, mm-hmm. if you were building suspense, why would you reveal all the scores? Because you have to have two motherfuckers stand up there who know they aren't winning. Yeah. Oh, this isn't Mario Party. Toad is going to show up at the end. He's like, here's a star for landing on a couple extra points for being just a silly little guy. Uh, but yeah, but a bunch of people are, are watching, you know, uh, in person and also on stream, uh, including uh, Kaise. Uh, nice to check in with him. Nick, uh, I'm sorry. I have ADHD. Uh, if this were Mario Party and it's the end of the thing... What's the random award you'd be given in your life? Like the very esoteric, I didn't even know this is a thing you tracked, uh, star award. Oh, in terms of like the point category that gets you the bonus star thing? Yeah. Like it's like, what what would be the small thing in your life? Toad would be like, ah, this is why you get a star because you're the person who's done this the most or whatever. Are you talking about me personally? Yeah. Or you. Me at this point? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I've done a whole lot of really unnecessary uh, unnecessary sorting of stuff like trading cards and images and stuff. There like, you I go. Do it t- so much just to pass the time. So maybe that's it. Passing time. So uh, <laughs> holy shit, you tie it all together. This is wonderful. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of. The announcer sees that the commercial break at the end of the finale of the reality show is coming. And so like the person who wins this episode and the first season of Rakugomania who will win the prize that all of them want has been decided by our judges. 
who have tallied the scores and decided that this person who has won. <laughs> yeah, it's is. <laughs> this is intensely frustrating. Like I remember getting into this chapter and be like, all right, cool. Like we had the big, nice conclusion last week. Time to find out the score now. But like last week was like the emotional conclusion for us. This is just getting things out of the way. And I just kept reading. I was like, still haven't gotten that score yet. And then get to the end of the chapter and like, Akane's point total is <gasps> next chapter. Either higher or lower <laughs> than Hikaru's. Could also be the same. Just because that's very likely a possibility here. Yeah, it feels like it feels like it feels increasingly likely at this point. <laughs> after especially after that conversation uh that the journalism team had. Uh, regarding like hey you know maybe that one isn't necessarily better you can enjoy them in different ways kind of thing um yeah but uh that's the note we're ending on it's like oh big cliffhanger and and it does feel like i don't really care i I don't (laughs) care it feels like it feels like we got i the audience member got what i wanted out of this i got to see that akane had a new understanding of her dad had made a huge evolution uh, as a performer, there was a big video game metaphor last time where it's because she got both fire and ice magic, she was able to unlock a door and get a sword. Like, <laughs> I, to see the actual score she got in said video game at this point is kind of underwhelming because, like, no, I saw her do the cool thing. I don't care how high the number gets at the end. Yeah, I so. mean, I, I will say there is, I do genuinely like the moment of, uh, I, for, I always forget her teacher's name. Um, uh, but Shigama, uh, where he goes, it just explains why he finds Shinta's form of Rakugo so charming. And I, I do like that yeah. little speech. But the rest of this chapter felt like a lot of padding to not give us the score at the end of it. Like, it, 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 this is one of the few times I feel like Akane Banashi kind of missed on the pacing here. Like, I don't, mm. I don't know if we needed another chapter to, to drag this out. Particularly because, like, it feels like the chapter is quite naturally paced, and then we do just hit that as like, and let's just drag this out for a page and a half. It's just, yeah. It did not have to go here. Uh, I mean, I think that a lot of this has just been about, like, you know, because we have had this entire thing, which is about, like, different, like, routes you can take in order to achieve, you know, your, your goals as Rakugoka and evolve as a, as a performer. And then we had a reminder uh, as well from the, the, uh, the journalists in terms of like, oh, you know, it was like maybe one isn't necessarily better than the other. Uh, and it feels like that's kind of bringing home the central conflict in the story between the Arakawa schools, where Isho had this in his head of like, look, people like Shinta are not, fit are not suited to be rakugo performers because they did not fit his vision of what rakugoka should be whereas now we are being presented with this idea that like well just because they're different doesn't necessarily mean one is better than the other and are hammering that point home for this big thing in terms of like hey here's all these arakawa school people competing with each other uh and they did things very differently from each other so uh that feels like it's going to be the big thing that we're going to end up taking from this in terms of how this fits into the central conflict of the story. Uh, but it was very nice to see all the individual elements of this. Yeah. Uh, getting to know Kaichi better uh, as kind of underwhelming as it was. I did like some of the visuals in Hikaru's performance as well. And then, you know, Akane having this big emotional breakthrough. 
and the guy with the braid was also there. Uh, so it was good. Yeah, he's our favorite. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is a fine arc. Everything like that. I just think this. I think we should have gotten the score in this chapter or something like, like last week. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fine. Uh, let's talk about Blue Box, Nick. Blue Box. It's chapter one eleven. Reward. Uh, so. Taiki uh, and Shinatsu uh, have done the dishes after having some dinner together. And then Shinatsu is like, hey, Taiki, why don't you go take a bath? And we get a note that she's gone back to addressing him as just Taiki-kun again, when before she was just getting more familiar. And he utterly failed to match that energy because Taiki's, you know, a, a shy boy who can't who can't do that. Uh and, but then he's like, oh, I usually take my bath around this time, so it's normal, but I've never felt so nervous about it before. Dude, she's not going to, like, join you. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's very patiently waiting for you in the other room. Uh, but, you know, he's like, oh, my God, we're alone in the house, but and we're boyfriend and girlfriend now. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. I'm sure by the time I come out, everyone will be home anyway. What is wrong with you? <laughs> it's so funny. This like, it is this idea of like a like a young kid who doesn't quite understand, like knows these things are supposed to be like have a feeling of taboo to them, but he can't like express why. He's like, oh my god, I'm taking a bath in a house. We're just me and my girlfriend here. This is crazy. He doesn't have any thoughts. There's nothing in his mind that suggests where he is like conflicted. He's just like, I'm taking a bath and my girlfriend's here. This is fucking wild. And then like, yeah, he just moves from scene to scene. He's like, oh, my God, she's blow drying my hair. This is this is insanity. Uh. There is something kind of bizarrely perverse about his reaction to it because he's like, I don't deserve this slice of heaven. Well, yeah, she's blow drying his hair. Yeah. And she says like, oh, this is part, this is like this is kind of like part of my birthday plan for you. I'm like, oh, I'm going to you know, I'm going to do this, you know, kind of treat you. And of course, yeah, it ain't just for Taiki because she's like, I get to touch his hair this way. <laughs> um. And, uh, yeah, she goes along doing that for a bit and eventually, you know, like, cause she says like, I've always wanted to blow dry someone else's hair. And Taiki's like, I mean, you can, you can, yeah, you can, you, you, you do it for me anytime. And she's like, nope, it's only cause today's special. She can't be allowed to indulge in that forbidden fruit too often, Taiki. She's she like, I'm not a whore. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, she, she says, she says, at this rate, I would only ever think romantic thoughts. And Taiki starts to turn to be like, what are you talking about? And she's like, no, 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 face forward. <laughs> Don't look at me while I'm doing this. <laughs> but she says, look, I really like getting to do this with you. But we both want to go to nationals. And if we want to go there together, this is our last chance. This is last year we can do it. And Taiki is me like, well, I wish I'd been born a year earlier so we could have like had more time to do this kind of stuff together. But but Shinatsu says, look, I'm going to be doubling down on practice starting tomorrow. So once in a while, reward me with things like this, which is very sweet. But she's like, no, no, this is a reward for me. She, she just lets that slip. And, and he's like, wait, this is a reward? Yeah, because I get to ruffle up your hair. Aww. 
<laughs> and then he's like, well, let me ruffle your hair. No. I love it. That's like my favorite part of the chapter. She cries. She's like, don't you fucking dare. No. <laughs> and and she straight up says, <laughs> just like bald faced hypocrisy. It's okay for me to ruffle people's hair. It's not okay to have it done to me. <laughs> uh, and so Tech is like, oh, I'm going to get you. And they, they start like having a little like, you know, play fight over like, I'm going to get your hair. And then they both realize, like, they're facing each other and are, like, really close to each other. And they're like, uh, uh uh-oh, we're alone right now. (laughs) And then Taiki starts to say, Uchinatsu-senpai, you said earlier that you'd be doubling down starting tomorrow. And they just kind of, like, look at each other really closely. And are just sitting next to each other, it's looking happen, at each other. Nick. We're finally gonna get that kiss. Oh man, they're really—they're finally gonna—they're finally gonna bump knuckles. Like, <laughs> no, you're revolting, Nick. No, they're gonna kiss. It's sweet and they're, gonna, they're, they're finally gonna give each other uh, friendly backpacks. Uh, that gonna... sounds sexual as well. I don't trust you. <laughs> they're gonna. They're gonna. They're uh they're gonna rub elbows. <laughs> oh, well, that's fine. You can do that in like a, a friendly business sense. Rub elbows with this guy. Okay. They're gonna eat each other's hair. Oh, <laughs> oh well, that's. I don't think there's anything sexual in that. <laughs> in, um, I'm pretty sure there is. <laughs> innocently, I think there's nothing sexual in eating people's hair. <laughs> Anyway, they're staring at each other, thinking about how hard they're going to hold hands. And then, uh, of course, Taiki's family just all be like, we're home! And just show up. Yeah. Like, kick open the door, I guess. Uh, I only The, the only thing I wish is that that fucking bald-headed uh, Batman player had also shown up. He's like, hey, Taiki, I'm here too! <laughs> like, he always has to be there to cock block when he needs to. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they just immediately show up, uh, immediately Taiki and Shinatsu are like, we're sitting and facing in different directions, but they're just paying no mind to it. It's like, sorry, we're late. We brought cake and all this stuff. Taiki's like, oh my God. Uh, uh, and, uh, he's thinking, reflecting on the, on the conversation they just had. And, uh, then, hey, the family brings out the cake. It's time to sing the birthday song birthday you were born on this day the day of the sun rising up and setting and the stars were there i guess and something about that means that you're fated for this because stars mean that goodbye you know the famous birthday song that uh-huh <laughs> i i just come in and did, happy birthday to you oh you know what i got the wrong song i had the wrong one i don't know what you guys are doing that was weird uh Mine song's a classic. Yeah, and that performance was like less than two seconds long, so nobody can sue us over it. So, well, that's the whole reason why it exists. Yeah. Well, I think it was also to give black people a happy birthday song. Yeah. Yeah. What the, the happy birthday one? It's like because all right, so like the birthday song was trademarked. Right. So. Uh, I always forget who did that song when he did that song so that black people could have like a happy birthday song that wouldn't get fucking flagged or whatever. Wow. Because it's like a completely different one. Ah, fuck. Uh, I'm about to just type the other happy birthday song. I mean, I'm just familiar with the one that they perform at all the restaurants and stuff. Oh, those ones are just like weird, silly little guys. Uh, Oh, God. What is that one? 
Well, now I'm at 20 different ha- alternative birthday songs. It's got to be here somewhere. 50 Cent in the Club is the first one. And he does say it's my birthday in that song. So I suppose that is a birthday song. Uh, that's uh, concerning. These are not. No, I can't find it. I, I, I forget who it is. But anyways. It's a been a birthday for Taiki. Taiki's going to bed on Stevie his birthday. Wonder. Fuck. Why am I so dumb? Uh, Taiki's got a birthday gift hanging on his bedroom door. And he's like, this wasn't here when I got changed. Yes, correct. But uh, so he, he opens it up and it's some athletic socks. <laughs> Very practical gift. Uh, but uh, she also included a little note that says so that your feet can feel a little lighter when you're while you head toward nationals. Oh, I and, I'm so like everybody wants to celebrate their birthday in different ways. But I'm so sad. This poor boy. His gifts for his birthday were protein drinks, protein snacks, and socks. Somebody uh, and uh, and three little bits of candy. Yeah, three, three little pieces of candy. I just need. Uh, I wanted to see him get like a Sonic game or something like that. He's like, I don't play video games, but thank you for this gift or something like that. Something that that sparks him, and not just like here's gifts to pursue your athletic goals in the future. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's, uh, but it's a sweet little chapter Mm. and it is nice to be reminded like, no guys, this is also a sports series. I know that it doesn't get brought up very often, but this is important to us. We're going to focus on that. So there. Yeah. Oh, Nick, we got to move on. Yeah. It's Cypher Academy. We have have so many codes to solve. We got. We got morgues to discover. It's chapter 34. One record. That's a match for a thousand. Uh, we got a cover page of uh, Toshisai crawling under one of those like army training net things. And she's got a bunch of bullets in her hands. Got to get those bullets. Well, those know. are normal hair ties. Right. So like, I, I do love that she's gripping right, onto them. So. In the moment, as though she's like, if somebody's on the other side of this thing and I need to kill them, I do have these. (laughs) And I don't know if she'll punch them or shoot them. So last time Anonymity requested captured three people in one go. This time, Nohime has been confronted by three people all seeking to capture her. Uh, So she's got to come up with a puzzle within 30 seconds in order to, you know, not get captured. And they've got to solve one 30 seconds in order to secure the capture. So some trash gets talked. uh, And eventually, while Nohima just like calmly sits at her little table having some tea, she finishes her cup. And then she says, you know, I'm surprised the count hasn't started yet, though. Don't you commoners even know how to count? She's <laughs> like, all right. Jesus. <laughs> y'all, are, y'all are stupid. <laughs> you can't count. Uh, so they're like, all right, fine. The count starts now, then. And so Nohime spends some time just calmly, like, pouring some more tea and stuff. And everyone's like, what the fuck is she doing? She's not doing anything. Uh, and But before the 30 seconds end, Nohime stands up. And she gets up on a stump and she says, now allow me to present your code by shaking the very assets of the natural world, the air of the forest. And she sings 
something. Sounds. <laughs> I do like how she's like, mm, I use nature, I use the air. So uh, then she says, like, what are the names of the vehicles that were indicated in the song that I just sang? And it's just like strings of sounds together. And so first off, there's a whole thing of like, oh, I see she interpreted the sound, the timing of things in this way so that she had time to do stuff, whatever. It's fine. So uh, everyone's like, all right. So there's a, they just kind of like have a completely silent conference just by looking at each other or they're like discussing the possibilities over, you know, ways that, you know, the code could be there. And but they each come to slightly different conclusions because one of them thinks like oh it's a weather balloon one that says it's an airship and one's it's a fighter aircraft but again none of them say this they just kind of like again silently communicated to each other and nohime says like you know you can think it over for as long as you like and please don't worry I haven't begun counting your 30 seconds yet <laughs> and then she looks creepy at them so it's like alright so all of them realize like she created one question with three possible answers in it. And that kind of gives her the leeway to decide that each person has a specific answer that she should be trying to get. And so then if we present our answers this way, she could say, Oh no, you didn't get your answer. So, uh, they're like, yeah, um, We'll come back later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and fight you one-on-one, -on -one, to be very good. Yeah. Please allow us to face you one-on-one, -on -one, because uh, you kind of fucked us on this. Uh, then you got to uh, emerges from the bushes, and she says, oh, hey, so I found someone from Class C, one of the, you know, the enforce, rules enforcer classes, and, uh, and, and she said uh, the answer is probably no. Like, <laughs> using things like weather balloons and airships, let alone fighter aircraft, is against the rules for the game of tech. <laughs> So don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Just like, hey, uh, uh, before you do anything stupid, they definitely said you can't do this. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you got to apparently supposedly missed all of that. And she's like, did something happen? No, he's, you know, he says, no, no, nothing at all. I simply enjoyed some graceful singing with a charming group of ladies. <laughs> she gets a little fucking like name box with a little tag that's like generosity rating SSR. That means very uh, rare. Because um, all of her opponents had generosity ratings, as in, like, you know, how nice they were about the competition. And she actually was just like, no, no, you guys can go sleeve. Yeah. Instead get of getting your ass kicked by me. Meanwhile, the is like, Maybe the next combination will get the best. I love it. He's, he's not, there's no puzzle solving. He's just like, 0921. No. 0922. No. <laughs> uh, the three people that uh, you got, to, that Anonymity requested uh, captured have shown up. And Yosai Mura is with them uh, and says, like, yeah, so Anonymity Yusan captured them. Uh, I don't know exactly what happened. I just kind of found them walking through the forest. Uh, so I put them under my protection with a code battle. Uh, and um, yeah, here's what happened, says one of them. The beautiful girl, anonymity, dragged us right into a battle against Class F's leading can private. We, uh, can we not comment on the fact that uh, she was like, yeah, I put them under my protection with a code battle. And Aroha hears this and goes, 
Oh, I wouldn't mind being captured by her, too. And you're like, what? Dog, you horny? I never knew you were horny before. This is like a new character trait for you. I believe without any wavering thought in my head that he just thinks that USMR is cool and thinks it would be fun to hang out that way. <laughs> That's probably true. For a moment, for a moment, I was like, ooh, Roa's just a little bit horny. He likes he likes Dommy Mommies. All right. Maybe maybe having this chain around his ankle is unlocking some thoughts. <laughs> yeah, he's like, ooh, you know what? Now that I've kind of got a little taste for this, maybe I could try some handcuffs. They're like, Roa, the competition. Oh, right. we'll do that later. I hope nobody swipes my tail on oh, that no. I hope I don't get led to prison, Blush. <laughs> Why'd you say Blush? <laughs> I didn't know if it would have been clear enough. <laughs> uh, so that, that'll that happen, and they're like, so she fought while protecting us and ended up getting captured by the snake team, and she left a message with us, which was, I made a stupid mistake, all right, so don't come to save me. And we see... That Amnemi requested has been captured by their capturing team uh, with the bag heads. Uh, so, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's like straight up being held hostage. She's got the blindfold on. I don't know if the blindfold says anything. Uh, it says morality ordinance. I do find it kind of funny. Uh, this, the intensity at which the, the bag people do these things. Uh, and her just being like, uh, being held hostage, please don't try to save me, because I kind of made a dumb mistake here. What are they looking at? A camera. They sent a message, right? Well, I guess they didn't. I don't think they sent a message through a camera. I think they're just staring out of the panel. Eh, well, maybe. Maybe they're trying to intimidate you, Nick. Alright. How do you feel about that? Uh, I feel like... I will be concerned if they come at me with their farm implements, uh, because we did see them using those earlier. So, mm. so it'll depend on uh, if those are involved or not. What if the next chapter is just hostile? It's it's just it's they were just like yeah we're just gonna be really violent and gory for one chapter. Just wow, like, there's just like fingers getting chopped off in this. this you're is, just you know. sitting there like. I mean, this is a competition. I think it is expected she's supposed to go back to class after this ends, right? <laughs> They're not actually going to kill her, are they? Hey, you want to solve the puzzle now? <laughs> uh, uh, this is a fine chapter. It's, you know, you get to see Nohime be kind of cool. It's kind of what mm -hmm. we already saw her before, but I, I guess mm -hmm. I do like her just being so chill about everything. Right, with that, while continuing the whole thing, of like, this girl's scary. So, yeah. Uh, let's not talk about New Exorcist because we need to end on some kind of note for this episode. So, let's talk about Tenmaku Cinema. Uh, we we uh, want to end it on a different note than Tenmaku Cinema, which is just like, you're really going to end soon, aren't you're you? Really gonna end soon. Hectic shooting is the name of this chapter. And yeah, it's like just stuff. They get shots done at the beginning of this. Uh, like there is something that would have probably been the basis of an entire separate chapter. And they're just like, all right, we got it. Good. Uh, and uh, then they discuss briefly like, oh, we need a scene like that shot like during the rain and the pros would do it with our official rain. But we 
that you know we don't have those kind of resources we need to wait for it to actually rain before we do the shot uh for the pedestrian crossing in the rain uh and uh then they're like oh man we got to a beach group trip shooting though right you know during vacation it's every team's dream and they're like all right yeah but we'll be working when we're there guys we've got so much to do uh uh then uh they bring you know, they bring because like Karai just you know mentions when when uh Akitsu brings up like oh are you are, I'm surprised you have the time for this and she's like oh well by by sheer effort I wrapped up a bunch of my scenes in a row which so she just worked really hard and just got all of her work done so that she would have time for this uh and my mother just happens to have a business trip and then they're like wait a minute your mom wait that's your mom is the CEO of your agency well yeah I mean it's like I'm the only actor she represents, but yes. Uh, but she went to a, an overseas film festival for the week. So, you know, she's outside of, she, she's not like overseeing her at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Hajime says like, Hey, is it okay? Really? If you don't, you know, bring up that you're going to go on these kind of like shoots, like, you know, a beach trip for a few days, you, you're not going to tell your mom, is that really okay? Uh, and she says, well, we can't have her finding out about the shore. Uh, and it's fine though. Like my m- mother would never listen to me anyway. Oh. Hmm. Uh. So they kind of established that, and then like, all right, so we got to do another scene now, where it's nighttime, and this is the scene where Nagisa and her friend Anna sneak into the school and set off fireworks. And if we get caught, it's gonna be really bad. So we got to shoot this really quickly and get out of here. Uh, we're lucky that Shino's big sister is willing to take on the role of Nagisa's friend Anna. Uh, and apparently she was really into it too. Uh, but, uh, then, uh, they get a call and, uh, Connie is like, I've got to stay late at work, so I can't make it. So they're like, all right. Uh, so she, you know, calls up his other sister and she's like, no, I've got an assignment due today. So I don't think I can make it. So they're like, ah, what are we going to uh, do? What are we going to do? So they're like, what do we do? Do we just like not have the character in the movie at all? Uh, and they're like, but you know, do we have do we find someone else to play her and it's like oh no, no like who's gonna like understand the role uh and if we don't shoot today it's gonna mess up our, our plans to go on the beach trips they're like no and then Hajime gets an idea and just like she you know put on this skirt it's just yeah it's fine uh, we get uh a page turn and then uh some Corito prime fan service <laughs> Just put on this skirt. You're hey. the most feminine looking boy among us. Just put on the skirt. Yeah. Big cute femme boy. Do it. He'll go yep. he'll go wild for you. Uh so they, fortunately they actually brought the uniform with them, so they have him change into it and they're like, look, just we'll do the scene and then we'll have your sister do, you know, voice voice over your lines later. So just play the role right now. And he's like, Alright, fine. Uh and they shoot the scene. And uh, they shoot the scene. Uh-huh. It goes great. He doesn't. Good. He doesn't have to like really talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this would have been its own chapter, <laughs> if I yeah. assume originally. Yeah, because uh, everyone's gotten a chapter. I wasn't here last week, but last week was the music guy, and this mm-hmm. one is for this one to be like, "Hey, you're all playing a significant role in the creation of this movie." Right, and Beto got his own chapter, of course, when he you know, was getting into the role of Nakis' childhood friend and everything. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, so they're doing all this shooting, running around, getting scenes done. 
Hajime is also thinking about how like Nagi uh, Karai rather said that about her mom and and is just kind of like I don't know it's you know that's concerning that she feels that way uh, and then Tamaka's just like hey you know I I think you should just let it be for now because at some point while we're making the, the, this movie she's going to have to face her mother. Najime does not know what, he, what he's talking about, but it's like, yeah, it feels kind of like an inevitability that she's going to find out at some point yeah. during all of this. Uh, anyway, we're going to the beach. beach we're going to the beach, guys. We're going to get some fun beach scenes, and then we're going to finish this movie, and then we're going to start working on another movie, and this series is going to run for uh, six years. Just saying, guys, if... Next chapter happens, and then suddenly Tanaka Cinema is at number one. You're gonna be seeing a lot more beach shoots. Is <laughs> <laughs> they already did? They already put her in a bikini. It didn't do anything, Nick. So I'm just saying. It's only happened once. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like at this point, uh, it's not gonna do anything. It's not moving any needles. Let's talk about the loose samurai. It's uh, it's uh, chapter one hundred twenty. Introductions thirteen thirty seven. No, no more introductions. No, uh-huh. no more, no more introductions. One hundred twenty chapters. No in. We got we got to meet a couple more people, Nick. No, uh, it's the battle between uh, Tokuyuki and Akiye's forces and uh, Takauji people that are led by Shiba, the young general guy, and uh, that happens for a bit. Uh, it happens for a bit. Happens for a bit, and uh, then uh, she was like, "I gotta kill that Tokyuki. Let me at him. Let me at him. Let me at him." He fakes it, and he's like, "Ah, this is my strategy. It'll play off later. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna, or I'm gonna act basically like I want to furiously kill this kid. Instead, we were playing a retreat anyway." Yep. So that happens. Nick, come on. You got to lift your enthusiasm. This could almost this is almost the end of the show. Uh, Akiye and uh, Tokiyuki. All right, uh, pull back. This is too much enthusiasm. And uh, so then Tokiyuki's like, uh, the surprise attack worked because the enemy thought I was dead. And we owe, so we owe this victory to the divine protection of my adoptive father, Suo Yorishige. Look, guys, Yorishige is still part of the series. Anyway. So then Akiye is like, I'm going to introduce you guys to my generals. And uh, some of the soldiers are getting drunk. Uh, and but he, uh, and so they're like, well, how'd you get drunk with us? No. Because your booze is nasty. And I'm like, we're cold. And he's like, why didn't you bring spare clothes? I told you to do that, you dumbasses. Uh, and then uh, Tokyuki's like, uh, there's all these nobles and warriors who are united without class distinction. How do you unite your army? Uh, and uh, so he's like, well, you know, and then a, a, a guy who has been wounded by an arrow just stumbles in his path and he's got a big nasty wound. And Akiye is like, hmm, an infection. This is a good thing to put in my mouth. Beep, <laughs> He, you know, he sucks. He sucks mm-hmm. the infected sucks blood the out. Bad spits part. it out. Yeah, sucks out the bad part. And uh, then he's like, "Not gonna brush my teeth." So uh, then, uh, yeah. So they they treat the guy, and uh, but he Akiye explains like, "Look, if you forbid certain words, that's not going to eradicate discrimination for all living things. Separate into hierarchies. 
that is not a travesty as long as there is respect. You show the respect through action and acceptance in your heart, and that way any two can become one. I don't agree. Anyway, you fucking peasants. <laughs> you fucking peasants. Yeah, so I, I would like to be uh, clear. I don't agree with that <laughs> thought no. process. Um, no. But I'm not here to insert Listen. a larger discussion onto what might just be a stupid character. Listen. Some of us are just born better than everyone else. But that doesn't mean we have to be dicks about it. <laughs> it doesn't mean I can't call them whatever words I want them to, as long as I treat them with respect. But yep. also, I might do things that also work against them systematically, whatever. It's just stop mm. being weird about it. Just be cool. Uh, well, yeah, so Tokyo can realize that Akiye moves his forth through it, more forces, moves others through respect. So, um, yep. Um, and we get more narration about Akiye as the series desperately tries to, to get us used to the idea of him just being a character who is going to be heavily involved in the series going forward. Uh, and then he introduces his, his generals and is like, look at these guys. Their facial hair looks drawn on. It's awful. Both of them. So yeah. awful. One one guy didn't look at what he was doing with the marker, and the other guy just held the marker on too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they're introduced. Uh, the guy with the stupid mustache looks at Tokyuki and he says, "As a noble, I outrank you." Cool. Uh, yep. And then and she's like, "Do you see Professor Peanuts is here?" Mm-hmm. I do see. Hello, Professor. Oh. Oh. What a what a tired looking boy. He's so sleepy. I'm so sleepy. So, Shizuku has some suspicions about these people because she's like, we always run into some real loonies. I mean, it's like that guy with the stupid mustache. He introduced himself by saying, I'm better than you. So, you know, maybe that's your weirdo guy. There's not going to be anyone weirder than that. Anyway, it's the baby-faced guy who has been in the series recurringly who kills people very violently and he's one of the generals and he introduced himself as Yuki Munehiro, slayer of men and women young and old. Is it the same Hooray! guy? It's supposed to be someone different. I mean, it's either the same guy but he's a little bit older or he's someone who looks very similar. Okay, I know like a level of time skip had passed. It's been a couple of years. But so. like that guy before he did like I don't know, his hair looks gray now, so in my mind I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, he's like an ancient old person. And I'm like, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. But uh and uh, also there is someone who is uh observing things from the shadows and uh is cut to very, very suddenly at the very end of this chapter. Doesn't yeah. say anything. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is a real intense character, a new character to get introduced to. I'm so excited. Nick, let's finish this up with News Exorcist. Uh, oh my god. I'm I'm already fading from the lack of enjoyable discussion. <laughs> Chapter 12. Chiroha's house. Oh no. So News Exorcist. I wasn't here last week. And I have a yes. question about last week because I, I got yes. confused. I thought the competition yes. that Gakuro and them were going to do was like a beach volleyball thing or something like I thought they were going to do a competition of like sports. And that's why uh, the original exorcist girl couldn't participate because she had like, she had to protect the beach. 
but instead they were just killing spirits on the beach. So why couldn't she have been a part of it? They were doing the exact same thing. Because it was supposed to be three on two, Quinn. But then you just don't have the other girls. You made three girls. Just have two girls show. The third one didn't even do anything. Listen, Quinn, it all worked out in the end because Gakuro proved what a noble spirit he was. He showed how good and awesome he is Uh by saving that one girl with giant yabos. And now she's in love with him, which he deserves because he did a nice thing for her. Uh-huh. This That's... is the level of discourse that apparently is, is coming out about this series, by the way. <laughs> so... Everyone, everyone's just like, yeah, I guess he met another girl and now she's crazy for him. At least this one actually seems to be just like straight up attracted to him as opposed to all these other girls who are like, go ask that girl. <laughs> yeah. All them pushing this boy over to somebody else. Like, Please date them. Not me. Anyway, Shonen Jump's newest hit series, New Sexorcist. Oh, man. It hurts. It hurts when you say that, but you're, you're not wrong. This is the cover. This is color cover pages. Uh, hey, look, everyone had a nice time at the beach. They took a picture together and it's it's Shiro has got a picture of it on her phone. And so she's, you know, kind of like she's like reflecting on that. And she's got a new phone now, which Suo just like gave to her. Because she was like, it's just, it's my, it's my old phone. Yours, yours is only good for calling and can't take any pictures. And I want to use group chats so that we can organize group club activities and stuff. So you should take this. So you can do that. And she's like flipping between pictures. And, you know, it's like, you know, just like some of the times that like they've been hanging out together in the, in the club room. And uh-huh. she's just thinks to herself like five days left to like with the occult club. Yeah. So trying to maintain the neutrality over it uh but uh as she's in school she keeps on you know using the phone that she's got and she's like oh there's a popular ramen joint nearby it's like yes sometimes those those are useful for that but eventually you'll realize wait a minute this shows me every ramen joint in the area and now i've got choice paralysis (laughs) now i don't know which pizza place i want to go to I know which one we should go to. It should be the one where our parents don't die. Hi, Gakuro. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) It's a classic Gakuro greeting. (laughs) Hello. Let us continue forth through the day as though our parents won't be killed. Alas, my dad's already dead. Huzzah. Uh, and Gakuro is like, wait a minute, she said hi back to me today! Yay! <laughs> um, but, uh, they just kind of, like, quietly sit next to each other while they're, like, waiting for class to start, I guess, and, and Shiroha is eventually like, there's no club meeting today, right? You going anywhere? No! I'm well, going to train because I'm pathetic and can't beat you yet! What do you mean oh. go somewhere like I would go and interact with my peers at different locations? Like, well, yeah, that's what teenagers usually do. I don't have peers. <laughs> I'm lower than have, everyone. I just have a conclave of women who all look down on me at varying degrees. <laughs> <laughs> They're all horny, but not for me. But like for me, to they be... just all like to watch. <laughs> 
I'm surrounded by cocks, an army of them. <laughs> I'm surrounded by cock queens, and I'm the hot potato between you all. What a bizarre and statistic existence I lead. What a weird, what a weird thing to shout in the lunchroom. <laughs> I can't control the volume of my voice. My dad didn't live long enough to teach me that lesson. She's like, that's bullshit. I saw that flashback. You were like a grown-ass teenager. He definitely he definitely taught you what to do before that point. In my family, it is tradition for the oldest male to tell the youngest male how to control his voice at the age of 14. Damn it. We just missed it. Anyway, I have to kill way more spirits. How this, many fucking spirits are in this school? Uh, how many fucking spirits are in this goddamn town even? Uh, this this is mind-boggling. He's like, I've killed 700 spirits. I know I was only supposed to kill 300, but I'm still not unlocking my thing. And I'm like, all right, mathematically, we're already like, this is a lot of spirits to be killing at a time. But it, I, I, maybe like a hundred of these things line up in a row and you can just run through them or whatever. But like legit, how many spirits are in this fucking town? Like these guys <laughs> are on a killing spree of these fucking, these are monsters. At this point, the, like th this is like pest control and they are killing living beings. They're just eradicating them. Like the, when making comparisons between like, you know, Exorcist little series, I mean, it's like, look, I'm not trying to like, deliberately draw comparisons between this and bleach but if you think about it in this uh, in this way every hollow in bleach except when we got to like the menos grande and those all looked the same every hollow was designed in such a way that it's like all right this looks different from the one that came before and the one that came after it a lot of them had you know unique personalities if especially if they talked thus far in this series we have had oh the level two spirits can occasionally speak with a human voice in order to deceive you but the sheer quantity of them makes it seem as though they are just random encounters that you have to run back and forth in a hallway so that you can level up. That's just all that they are. That is how much individual personality that they have. And yes, Gakura is like, I don't have this special technique that my weapon's supposed to unlock yet, so I should. I need to keep on beating spirits. Because like you did stop to think about it. You're like, all right. Well, let's imagine the world building of this world where the first time we were introduced to a couple like level one spirits and whatnot, it was like they were able to like take control of people's bodies. Like they were able to like right. just straight up possess people and do evil shit. And there are fucking hundreds of these things just roaming about. How are people not being possessed constantly? Mm -hmm. Like there's too many of these things. This world doesn't work. It gets to be late in the day. Like, you know, it's, it's after seven o'clock at night. Did you say like, it's closing time? It is, in fact, way past closing time. Oh, well, we can't do the song then. We should have done the song hours ago. That's right. It's too late, Quinn. So, uh, Gakuro is finally like, oh, it's uh, closing time. <laughs> Screaming through the hallways. The only time person. to meet my. Time to meet my sister who isn't related to me by blood. Well, you know, that's this is a good songwriting talent because he's giving us all the pertinent information. He has a sister. Interesting. He's going to meet her. Curious. Not related to him by blood. That's hot. I'm, intri I'm intrigued now. 
Now it's a sexy song. <laughs> Closing time! The other girl who likes me but doesn't is waiting for me in the hall. Jiro oh. waited for him. It's actually, oh. it's actually a bizarrely kind of sweet detail that she knew that he was going to be doing this and she just like hung out and waited for him. Yeah. Uh, alternately, she just discovered Marvel Snap and is like, oh god, I keep, gotta keep playing. It's <laughs> like, fuck, another five, 15 games I have to win with Phoenix Force in my deck? Jesus oh. Christ. So, uh, without like explaining herself, oh, she's just like, oh, let's go. And they talk a little bit afterwards. She she explains away the whole, like, oh, this is why I play video games. It's because I've got this bond with Kyokatsu and like he it, it 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 he's difficult to control, so I do it to keep him in a good mood. Uh, and uh, yeah, she says it's not like I think they're fun or anything, which is just the most brazenly sundery thing. It's like yeah. I don't do it because they're fun. No, uh, playing but, games because they're fun. What kind of idiot would do that? Right. But I she also want to play games because they're fun. Hmm. She flat out denies not even knowing what things are fun because she's like, oh, I'm just so, I, even though I've experienced so many things with the occult club, I haven't thought of anything else other than to protect my agreement with New A by joining the club. But I've had a slight change of heart recently. Doesn't explain that thought immediately. Pfft, hey, you hungry, Ajiba? Takes him to the ramen joint that she looked up before. Mm. And uh, she has a little bit of a reaction when having the ramen. Uh, and then uh, and then she pays for it, uh, and uh, she's like, "Look, I got my pay from security duty for the beach and stuff. So you know, just this is just like me paying you back for the for the times that you've paid for stuff." By the way, we've had one candid event of uh, a situation where they both went out to eat, and it was comped via coupon. We have never yes. seen him pay for her to eat, so I guess that's just something that happened off screen. I scrounge under the cushions every time I get home, and there's never any more money. Does he even I have a home? Where does Gakua live? I assume like a cardboard box on the street. Like, where does he? Where does he reside? <laughs> it's like a box outside of the school. <laughs> Directly outside. All of the kids have to walk by it and not say anything. He crawls out and they're like, hey, Gakuro. <laughs> when did you get here? <laughs> oh, it's just at home with my not dead family. <laughs> we were all having a good time. I definitely wasn't crying in that box. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, they, they finish up having ramen together, and, uh, they're like, thanks, say goodbye, and, uh, but when Shiro leaves, she says, by the way, when I played that game with you and New A, it felt different from the other times I've played that game before. I'm not sure if that was because it was fun or not, but it would be nice to try it again. You didn't immediately Zerg rush down my camp, so I kind yeah. of feel like maybe yeah. I want to play you again. Yeah. Uh, then, when she gets home, she does the looking for a signal dance with the, with the phone and she eventually does get a little little signal. Suo has uh, left her message saying I bought some aquarium tickets. Could we go as a group? We could, I got three tickets. Uh and so uh Kozai what's his face? Her, her spirit guy points yeah. out I was like I mean that's not necessary for for your duties, but she sees the Gakuro replies to it saying like I'd love to go. Uh and and he, she waits for a second and is like understood looking forward to it and uh so yeah her spirit's like 
you're really into that school, I thought. You've changed. And she says, you're, shut the fuck up. You're talking too much. Gakuro still hasn't beaten enough spirits. There are hardly any spirits at night! When do they come out then? What the fuck? <laughs> what world building is this? They only come out in the daytime, but they don't affect anybody. But there's hundreds of them, except outside of the school, there's only three. But the beach was full of them. <laughs> what? What is this? The encounter rate of these Pokemon is so hard to predict! I need to get a Prima official strategy guide to find out where the spirits are. I hate uh, this kid so much. Uh, so Shiroha is in bed, but then uh, she is awoken and called out to meet with the Lord of the House. And the Lord just stares at her for a second when she arrives. Doesn't say anything. The scene ends and there is seemingly her saying i'm so sorry uh as the scene closes and then shifts to the next day when shiroha is wearing bandages to let you know she was badly hurt and she is like one piece up with all yeah this this is like usopp at the end of an arc where he got involved in a fight like she's fucking basically like in a full body cast yeah so uh gakuro sees her and is and is shocked asks you know who gave her those injuries? She refuses to answer, and she says, "She's sorry, like, oh, I, no, I got these scars." <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't go to the aquarium anymore. She's <laughs> like, "I just watched The Dark Knight last night." <laughs> uh, so Gakuro keeps on that, and so like, "Who hurt you? Who hurt you?" And and she says, "Look, the Restoration Squad could heal these in an instant, and I'm choosing not to get healed because this is my punishment." For losing sight of this reality. Is more world building. There's a restoration squad. People know healing yep. agencies and shit like that. Obviously, the fourth squad. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, the third nailed it. They'll never. <laughs> I changed the homework just enough. Uh, meanwhile, uh, back at uh, I believe her home, the the phone that Suo gave her has been ruined it's been horribly broken up like smashed uh, i've never seen this that, that phone is like a battle wound all the way straight yeah. through it it's been smashed so hard that part of it's just gone yeah. <laughs> uh and uh yeah so shiroa says to gakura like look i know that new i told you to befriend me but can you refrain a little bit as in we've gotten so close that my that my family had decide I needed to be punished for it. So can you back off a little bit because it hurt me? Uh, and Gakuro realized, like, I'm such a fool. Yes. All I ever thought about was winning against Fujino, her family, which raises people with such a serious mindset, her family, which deals out punishment for hanging out with others, even just a little. What would happen to her if she failed her mission? I never even gave those things a single thought. I have to get stronger, not just to win against Fujino, but also enough to protect her from her family after she fails her mission. Because she's a lady and she needs protecting. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is uh, this year in Shonen Jump. This is what you got to do. Yep. Uh, power starts to surge off of Gakuro. 
and we cut to Nue in her little secret room, and, and she, as she senses this and says, you know, that was quick. I kind of planned that it would take him the whole 10 days, but you were really giving it your all. You were able to achieve it on your first try. You've done well, Gakuro. And Gakuro has unleashed the secret technique of his hollow weapon, and it's on fire it's, a little bit. It's different, dot, dot. Dot question mark. <laughs> I feel I... like we cannot stress enough what a wet fart of a big power up this is. First and foremost, I don't know why this feels like a fundamental flaw to not do it in some scene where there's like an intensity to it. Like he's just in the middle of a conversation, like, ah oh, shit, they were mean to you. I'm a fool. I'm stronger now. Like it, it's just like there's not a dramatic pace to it that makes this exciting. He just whines about how much he's an idiot and then unlocks his new super special secret sword, which looks the same as his last sword, but I think it's on fire. It was also kind of making me think like, oh, is there like a, everyone points to certain details of this. So I was like, oh, is this that his arms are black now? Is that he's got a second sword? No, no, no. All those things were, were, were true of his form prior to this. It's just a little bit on fire now. That's, that's the difference. And I'll tell you what, when mm-hmm. all that is true, everything about the, the shortcomings of this chapter, those are all correct. The underwhelming reveal of the art uh, Gakro being a wet fart of a main character, the weird inconsistencies and illogical points about how the spirits behave, all that is true. This is the best chapter of New Sexorcist so far. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, you're probably not wrong, but I don't want to agree with you. I legitimately think that the stuff that happens in Shiroha, as basic as it is, I think that all the buildup with her is actually very effectively done. There's a lot of show-don't-tell in terms of the way that she's behaving, where you can tell as she's looking over stuff, the way that she's focusing on the pictures that they've taken together, her very, very specific denials over enjoying certain things that... She is basically just slowly admitting to herself that she is opening up to Gakuro at least and that she enjoys spending time with him. And then it comes crashing down on her because she's been raised by an absolute monster. And honestly, that moment where she shows up and like he doesn't say anything to her. You don't see what's done to her. and You just cut to the next day and she's injured. Yes, the injuries are silly looking because it's just she's just a mummy now. I think that's actually all very effectively done. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can agree that there's elements to it that I think are well done. And we have been slowly telling this story now across like six chapters with I always I don't remember her name, but this girl and her relationship with Gakuro and this contest like they've been they've been they've been pacing out. I get that, that that works. I do feel that like the moment you're trying to hook the readers with, though, is this big reveal like he's unlocked his special sec- like secret weapon sword. And it's just such a weird way to do it. He's just in school, which is a normal location. It's not like he's not confronting anybody when it happens. So it's just like such a weird time to to activate it. I assume you could just say like, all right, well, next chapter is going to happen. He's not going to reveal what his special secret sword does or whatever. It slashes even more. 
<laughs> Shit, this really is bleach. You're you're even faster than everybody else. <laughs> um, so I I don't know. We'll we'll see. I guess what happens, but it it definitely was like a weird conclusion to a chapter. Yes, certainly. Uh, and now with that, that's the end of the manga this week. So tell me, Quinn, what was your favorite chapter? <sighs> Uh, yeah, I know. All right, I'm going to give my chapter of the week to Undead Unluck, which I think was funny. I... Hmm. I think I'm going to agree with you there. Okay. Uh, it's it's the most consistently and memorably enjoyable, uh, I think, out of, the, out of the roster this week. So, Character of the week is a lot harder. I could do no Yime. I didn't dislike her. I thought it was okay. I could do Fuko, who I do like, you know, getting to see her thing with school. I basically just try to talk myself out of giving it to Joker Helix because I just refuse right. to give an Eden Zero thing. Like, there's, there's, like, this was kind of a bad week for Jump, and we were missing like half the chapters anyway. But it's just like a weird. I, I, I guess no Hime from cypher academy i i, I kind of thought that there was a possibility that we might like clasp hands and jump into hell together because <laughs> i can't believe we gotta do this oh my god <laughs> i'm gonna get my character of the week to shiro oh <laughs> no you were supposed to fight the dark side not join it I think I might be getting a little bit too close to this. I think that uh, doing Gakuro's voice has maybe get a bit too invested in this series. You're like, I'm kind of interested in where his story the goes best, from here. The best, the best parodies are those that like are actually like you know loyal to the source material and are and are heavily informed by it. And I'm getting too close to this stupid series. Jesus, Undead Unlock and Fuko one for the audience fic. Uh, yeah, look, there was, oh God. I, I, I feel like I, things would be different if I counted the My Hero chapter towards this week, but I don't, because it was last week and not this week, so, no. I, so yeah, uh, I can't do that, and there were not a lot of, uh, choices uh, this week, because there were only, like, eight chapters, uh, this, this week that we covered, so, that all being said, a lot said, of people guys, voted for Wiener Girl last week, I know she doesn't have a name yet. Did yeah. no one vote for Shinta last week? Um, what weird is that? Would have absolutely been my pick for last week. You little weird freaks. All right, so <laughs> that's, that's right. Gonna... I'm coming in and hard. <laughs> Maybe it's I was like, be I, might have been, I might have been looking at the wrong week. <laughs> this is the this is the uh, the impetus for Quinn's full on heel turn. Is 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 Nick giving anything positive to new sex resistance? <laughs> oh my god guys that is it for weekly manga recap this week thank you all for joining us we record this show live on twitch.tv slash wednesday evenings usually somewhere between 7 30 and 8 uh, at night uh we also put up uh, recorded versions of the show on weekly and video version on uh youtube.com slash weekly recap it's also available whenever generally wherever you can listen to podcasts uh, like spotify itunes and stuff it gets cross-posted uh, to there if you prefer to use those platforms instead uh, we would like to thank uh people support us over on patreon.com slash recap where we like to create bonus content for you guys to enjoy 
Uh, we'd also like to thank Milo Jack Stillitz and Winston Del Cheddar for bringing the opening sequence of the video version of the show. And Steve Mann, who occasionally does tile cards for those video versions as well. And uh, Ninja X3i, who uh, maintains the Google Doc, which you can find if you follow the Discord link, that wherever this gets posted, uh, to our Discord community, uh, where people discuss like the chapters as they come out, miscellaneous things, uh, as, as well as uh, manga-related things. And there's a link to the doc, which uh, contains all sorts of facts about the show and recommendations for that we are planning on covering in the future. Make your own. Vote for one that you want to, that you've already seen recommended to let us know that it's a popular choice. And uh, we're going to be uh, continuing a little bit of the uh, the trend that we we started uh, with uh, Beauty and the Beast Girl, a uh, bit of a girl love. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I was curious. Sorry. We're going to continue the trend of mediocre romances. Well, we'll find out, won't we? When we read. Young ladies don't play fighting oh. games. This is a good Nick. Okay. Well. I think you're going to enjoy this one. All those years ago, when I did that top 10 list of video games or uh, sports that should have a manga, like esports was right at the top. This feels mm -hmm. pretty close to an esports manga. Hmm. Well, now you have my concern. Oh. <laughs> All right, we're done. Bye. We're out of here. Goodbye.